up, everybody? Welcome to Real Chronicles, brought to you by RealTalking.com. We are back. What's up, Jen? Hey, guys. What up, G? And coming back for this very special edition, what's up, Brian? What's happening, everybody? So this week... Did we just, like, decide to drop the firewall, Ryan? Yeah, you're, you're yeah. no more. Lo- you're no longer firewall. We're, you're you're officially invited as just a guest host of the show. Ah! Don't, you don't All feel- my hard work paid <laughs> off. Don't feel. Don't feel. Don't feel- they gave him the best news of his life. <laughs> <laughs> don't feel special, Ryan. And here I did woke up this morning and got myself a gun thing. I had to break through the firewall. One, <laughs> one bad top five, and you're out of here. <laughs> How's everyone doing? You guys doing well today? Good. Good. I, I'm surprised. I pulled, I, pulled, I pulled my ass off last night. Sorry. <laughs> Good shit. Alley cat strike over here. Um, yeah. I, I'm surprised G's here after last week's Golden Globe throwing chair. Wait, situation. did you, you used to have like a personalized like bowling shirt? Did it say G on it or? God? Oh, okay. So I used to have a personalized bowling shirt. Actually, I still have it. It's in my closet. I just haven't. It's probably collecting dust. Were you the and I used to have a bowling ball with my uh, initials on it. So I used to like bowl, I used to bowling like we like the first time I ever went to Vegas was for a bowling tournament when I was like 16 years old, oh, wow. and like you would you would like bowl for money like as a kid it was pretty amazing. <laughs> Did you win anything? No, yeah, I used to like my whole family bowls like my mom and uh, stepdad they still bowl. Oh, Mama they, 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 bowl, they bowl in the league still. We got, we got to have her come down to Jersey with you and we'll all bowl together and then you can see how terrible I am. <laughs> yeah, my mom don't do my mom don't do bumpers. Just letting you know. <laughs> I, I I have to do bumpers. If not, I don't get anywhere near the pit. Um. So yeah. So this week we're gonna touch on what the fuck happened at the Golden Globes. I don't know. It was mind-boggling. Um, Actually, it was really more yeah, mind-boggling. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't even prepared. I wasn't even prepared with my chairs because I wasn't I'm expecting it to happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, we're gonna look at the Oscars decision to go hostless. Some TV news. We got some pickups or potential and some pilots coming our way. And what we saw this week. And of course, a tribute to what I consider the greatest show of all time, The Sopranos. Ryan d- decided to come, decided to come through for that. And we're going to look at our favorite episodes, our favorite moments, our favorite and least favorite characters. Um, it's funny because Jen was rewatching this week and she texted me. She's like, you know. Watching this show with an adult mind, the women are treated like shit on this show. Oh, <laughs> and even watching it 20 years ago, they, you could tell they were treated like shit. No, you could, but right. But like, see, I watched it on its first run, right? And then, like, well, we were I, I watched. We were kids. Well, for we the were, most yeah, part. yeah, we, we were, were young. We were younger, and obviously, I guess, held. So this is 20 years old 20 when it started. Years, yeah. So, and I'm 31, so I was 11. So I don't think I started right at 11, but. Like, 13 is probably when I started watching it. And you don't think of things the same way because I guess it just doesn't... You don't pick up on certain things and... Exactly. I don't know. So you don't realize it. So now watching it, I'm like... You know, like, the, the strippers, I don't care about that because yeah, that is their yeah. profession and they're they're fine. Except for when they're, they're forced to do something. Wait till, then that's wait a different till, story. Wait till season... Because I know you saw it originally, so you you're, you can participate without a problem to, with the episode but uh if you're going to continue rewatching wait till you get to season three ryan you know who i'm talking about oh yeah right? yeah yep she was a whore. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, uh spoiler alert he's on my list of worst most hated characters just one oh remember. okay yeah I, no is it, is it crazy to you that it's only like 86 episodes yeah because it gets like so it much feels in. like it was longer right 
Well, it's uh, very de- like very detailed. detailed. I feel like a lot happens. Yeah, yeah. Very oh, quickly. And I don't know. I can speak for Jen and Ryan. Maybe more for Ryan on this one, but uh, it hits home for me a lot because it's in Jersey, and they exactly. they make Jersey a character because a lot of locations are still here today. Like Jen yeah. and I go. Jen and I go to the uh, to the mall in in Paramus, New Jersey. And every time we pass by and go home, we pass the Bada Bing. So every time. Well, but also <laughs> they. I mean, I'm pretty sure they filmed this in Garden State Mall because in yes. the beginning when he's meeting with season two, Richie April. Yeah, with yeah, Richie. Garden that's State. Garden yeah. State. I was like, oh, I know where that Victoria's Secret is. Although it's actually <laughs> not in the same spot, but I remember where it was, and I'm like, oh, they're in that rich part of the mall. And then Jen so, and I, Jen and I have eaten where the last scene was in the Sopranos. We did. I took him for his birthday. We died. Nice. It's, like, it's a black. small restaurant. <laughs> it's a. Cut the black at the end of your dinner? No. <laughs> no, but he wanted it. He was like, I'm going to go to the bathroom and look at what the bathroom's like. Yeah, I did. The is not <laughs> special. I did. But we'll, we'll, we'll get more into that lunch a little bit after, a little yeah. bit later when we get into the Sopranos conversation. But, um, but yeah, so the women, oh, I feel so bad except for Carmella. a lot of them. Carmella. Is, uh, Carmella, Carmella stood her ground. No, Carmella's, I know, but I mean, they, for, I, I think for every I mean, like, when they break they up, strong or, when, they, when they have their big blowout fight, like real big. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll get it. We'll definitely get into that. Pretty, uh, I, I think you could stand by her, dude. No, I can, and she. I would say she's one of my favorite characters. She's my on the show. She's for on sure. my list for sure. But I just I feel for her, and I feel, you know, and oh, well, well, we'll talk about we'll, go, we'll talk about it later. Adriana All right, so later. let's let's kick it off with a few announcements I want to make for. I I know last uh, last week I talked about future segments coming up soon, so. I have come up with the final segment. Um, it's going to be called Reel It Back. So this pretty much is going to be we're going to take a film, a classic film, and we're going to dissect it like we've never dissected any film before on here. We're going to look at the casting. We're going to look at the production of it. Who was chosen to play the role? Who was thought of to play the role? Such things like that. And we're going to look at the did it win awards? the box office, everything about it. We're going to do this once a month and we can tie it into anniversaries. We can tie it into, uh, I just want to cover or we just want to cover it. If <laughs> he wants to cover something, if Ryan or Jen or myself, we're just going to look at it and we're going to dissect it as much as possible. Maybe stuff that we didn't know, we find out. Maybe our listeners didn't know and they'll find out too. Um, obviously, we would have to watch the movie, so I got to make sure that we all have it. Um so, gee, I'm gonna have to put 2001: A Space Odyssey on that list because I need you to watch it one day. I have it. I know that's why. Uh, and <laughs> Ryan's gonna be like, "What the fuck did I just watch?" <laughs> like, why? About the talking computer. He's like, "Why there's no talking for like 40 minutes?" Um, nah, I'm sure. Look for that in the future. And another announcement is I love sports, and no one else here loves sports, I guess. Woo-woo. Whoop, whoop. Um, so we are going to do coinciding with March Madness. So it's going to start a little bit after the Oscars to give everyone time. Um, Leo, get uh, another host of the show. Me and I, he's a big basketball fan too. So we are working on a bracket. Bracket. Oh. So of, and we're going to take for the first year. We'll see how we will we do every year. But for the first year, we're going to look at. Which I have the brackets ready. Um, I'm still working on it that I want to tweak with Jen and, and G looking at the number one seeds, but I've taken every single best picture winner, including this year, which hasn't been, obviously hasn't been announced yet because the Oscars haven't happened. And I've narrowed it down to 65. 
I've narrowed it down to 65 films that are going to be in a tournament, but we're going to have a play-in game similar to the NCAA tournament where we have the winner of this year's Best Picture versus I haven't decided what movie right now. It's Moonlight as a play-in. So th those two would play in. The winner gets in the tournament. And the fun part is that we're going to take this to Twitter and we're not voting on the winners. The listeners and the readers are going to vote on the winners. So who we right think on. may win, I may not win. So look out for that in the next month. And I'm super excited to bring both of them together. Any, any excited for it? Jen is like, no, that sounds awesome. I was actually talking to Jen about it. And she's like, I, I just, I don't understand this bracket stuff. <laughs> she's like, why? What is this Schindler's List as a number one seed? I no, I do not. I have Titanic. Didn't say that. Like a spoiler alert. I have Titanic at a number five right now as a five seed. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean that's looking at the looking at the way I set up the brackets. I but see, we're opening the voting to everyone, so I feel oh, like I, it's gonna go. I kind of have an idea of where it's going. Like looking at how these brackets are set up, I kind of have an idea of how people gonna are going to vote most popular i mean let's be real here a lot so of people are gonna vote i feel bad way. for like casablanca and like gone with the wind and all that shit because they got, they got no shot uh, they old they old so we'll <laughs> see what happens great movies but old oh uh, yeah yeah so all right so let's kick it off with looking at last sunday's golden globes which ryan who is casual in terms of award season was even like what the fuck was going on yeah i like I'll be honest, I fell asleep a uh, good portion of the way through. Like, one of the last things I clearly remember seeing was uh, Christian Bale's lovely, uh, well-received acceptance speech. <laughs> Did you see everyone, like, so many people wrote articles about forgetting that he had an accent? And then, like, so, and then, like, well, they were a big, raspy voice, like, Thank yeah, you and then, like, from Facebook, like, he had an accent, too. They were like, he sounds like a chimney sweep. <laughs> 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 true though <laughs> um i mean that, that that was my favorite just i guess we can get into the first bit I, I wouldn't call it a big upset i guess this would be the least surprising quote-unquote upset and because g and i picked it and we kind of saw it coming was uh rami malik beating uh bradley cooper and best actor uh I, that was my favorite speech of the night though i think rami malik yeah, not the rousing rousing thinking freddie mercury part of the speech that was good i think him his speech because you know how this season you know how the season goes it's not only if you win earlier awards it's your speech has a lot to oscar too i think he just put himself as the as number one for oscar i think he's the favorite to win he was and he was great i mean it wouldn't be as blasphemous as the award given later i i personally am okay with him winning actor i know you you prefer bradley cooper and i think you know they were both great so i'm not gonna shit on either of the wins yeah i mean i yeah i i, I want bradley i wanted bradley cooper i think just because like bradley cooper's been good in so many other things too like i want to see him win my mom was so upset. Yeah. She's like, "Oh." She progressively yeah. got more and more She's upset. She's like, "But what about Bradley?" And She's then, like, "Oh." Like when she when he lost the director, my mom's like, "Who is this guy?" Like, "Who is <laughs> Who's that puzzle crew?" Like, "How can he like take it from him or whatever?" And I was like, "Mom, but it's still good for diversity and whatever." And I was like, "If you see the movie, the dude did everything for this movie." So, it, so did, it's a, you know, 
that was gonna be a hard. But it, then it's I was just like, such a got boring a win, though. Ugh. Did you see Roma yet, G? No, I gotta be in the mood. Yeah, you Sorry. definitely gotta be in the mood <laughs> for that. Um, the I guess the one that I told everyone on here for months: be be blah, careful. Blah, blah. It might happen, and it happened. Glenn Close beat Lady Gaga in Best Actress. Do you think she's gonna take the Oscar? Yeah, it's over. Yeah, it's I'm over. starting to think. I think Lady Gaga's chances, unless like she wins. Tag award. She needs to win tonight at Critics, and she needs to win. And she needs to win the SAG award. And too. she needs to win the SAG. It's. Oh, I think it's over. She needed. It, they gave her. They gave it to her for American Horror Story. I really thought she was gonna win. So. Yeah, I thought that because the Hollywood Foreign Press loves giving it to like popular people. I mean, they gave it to. I mean, dude, it's not over, but I think it's ninety percent over. And Glenn Close has never won an Oscar. Yeah, the problem with uh, Glenn Close and the wife is that a lot of people haven't seen it. It, it is an arc light now, though. And There's mean, only two showings today. We, <laughs> we got it in New York this past week, and I, I had the option of seeing that or uh, Spider-Man again, and I chose Spider-Man. So I don't even want... Like, Shout out to Spider-Man want... for winning. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. I'm sorry. That was awesome. I think it's, it's comfortably ahead of The Incredibles now for Oscar. I think that's a... Awesome. A safe, safe bet. Um, <laughs> Both great movies, by the way. But um, what else? Uh, Olivia Coleman won Best Actress. She had a great speech too. I, you know how Jenny and I feel about her performance. Did you see it yet? She, she called out her bitches. Oh. Yeah, that was a fun. That speech, was fun actually. speech. It was fun. Did you see it, G? Or I, I know you. Uh, no, my friend wants to watch it with me, so I have to wait. Okay, so we'll talk about it more when you. Oh, act- so you didn't watch it yet? No, I wanted to like when I set I'm gonna watch it and I my friend was like, Don't watch it, I wanna watch it with you and I was like, Oh shit. She's gonna watch all these Oscar <laughs> movies after the Oscar. Yeah, seriously. Well no, that's why that's why they wanna watch it. They they wanna watch them all before and I'm like, Well, I need to watch it now. <laughs> like um, right now. Like I still the more it's funny, the more I sit on it and think about it, the more I like the favorite. It's just so smart and witty. Um I know some people that wanted to win everything. I think well it's gonna win everything at BAFTA. That thing is gonna eat up BAFTA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think, that, and that's what makes Best Picture so interesting, especially with what happens in the next shocking award of the night. Um, the fact that the favorite's probably going to win Picture at BAFTA, and then... If it does. It will. You think so? I'm very confident you at BAFTA. You don't ba- think it's uh, going to be Bohemian Rhapsody again? It's not nominated for BAFTA. No, it, it got nominated yes, it for Outstanding. It, outstanding. it got nominated for Outstanding, outstanding British, British Film, film oh. not Best Picture. <laughs> Never mind. They did nominate for. I was struck they didn't nominate for best film. I thought they would. It's crazy because it's killing it over there. As the biggest shock of the night, Bohemian Rhapsody wins drama, but then the next day it doesn't get nominated for W. Was it WGA or DGA? Uh, DGA. DGA. Well, well, it's not gonna. It wasn't gonna get a DGA nomination. Well, yeah, for obvious reasons. Yeah, they're not gonna nominate Brian Singer. Um, it was a a WGA. It didn't get nominated for that. So it didn't get WGA. It didn't get DGA, and it didn't get BAFTA. So it 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 did get a producer's guild award nomination. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, it's a safe best picture nominee, but it's like, ugh. I mean, I like the movie, but I know it. I was talking about it on Facebook with uh. I believe it was a uh, buddy of the show, Tom, and I think it's going to get into that realm where people are going to hate it now because it won. It makes me kind of upset that it won. It didn't deserve to win. Like, it was the most obvious not deserving film to win out of all those out of all those nominees. I would have been happy with any one of them that won. I agree. Except for that. I remember um, last week when I was saying to to you guys that 
Black Panther's going to get all these nominations, but it's not going to win anything, and it's going to have people hate. And G posted about well, it. Yep, and people. Well, I got like 55 comments on that post. People are uh, not happy. So, like, it was kind of split a little bit. There were some people that were like, well, I don't think it deserved anything at all. And there were a lot of people that kind of went in on, like, the black part of it. Like, the, you know, like, we finally get nominated for playing, like, kings and royalty. And then, like, we don't get anything for it. But if we play, like, slaves and blah, 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 blah then you want to give us all the awards. I, I think that comes from a real place. So there are re- there's a reason why people feel that way. So I don't want to take that away from anyone. But if you're just talking about like just films in general, like it like I knew from like even if it got nominated for like the most awards, it wasn't gonna win anything unless it was like technical stuff. And it's don't think it is. It's gonna go over like, for twelve or whatever it gets nominated for. Like for me, I, for me, the real win for Black Panther is that it got invited to the party. Like the nomination is like a win. But that's because that you know. But that's because you know how the season goes and how these people, you know, these voters are. Right. So I mean, but I mean, but I also get the other side of the argument, like where it's like, oh, we finally have this like movie where like black people are like, you know, powerful and like you know they're strong and not playing a slave or a thug. I, I get that part of the argument, but that's not really a part of the argument like in the long run like when it comes to nominating stuff like i don't at least i don't think so well, you i don't even, really don't think they you even they, say they nominate things like that you even what? said g that you like black panther a lot but you don't get the overhype of it no no i don't i i don't i, I liked it a great deal i i think it's one of the best like standalone like agreed like, origin comic book movies agreed. but like um you know, like I said I got more. I got more emotionally invested in watching Infinity War than I did watching Black Panther. But I mean, but it's it is what it is. I mean, like it's I. I mean, I, I mentioned it before too that if it doesn't win something, that's going to be like the, the the next part of the argument is that like Why did oh the Academy's racist. They didn't give it anything. Like, and that's what's gonna. That's kind of already started. And that'll take and, away the, the wanting of them to nominate it. If they're gonna get backlash for nominating, you know, and it's I mean? like, why can't we just take the wins? They get it got nominated. It's gonna get a best picture nomination. I hope now. Now, if it doesn't get a best picture nomination, then maybe I, I can understand some of the outrage. But like, it's likely gonna get that. It was the highest grossing movie of the year last year. That doesn't happen. Like, uh, you know, it. They, they. A lot of people say that a movie with an all black cast doesn't do well internationally. Made a ton of money overseas. Like, there was a lot of wins, and I wish like. We could take those wins and just be like happy with those. Like, people don't do that. People always have something to complain about. So I know, I, I, but I don't like that. So. <laughs> I'm with you. I agree with you 100. Uh, is there any other going... any other note from the Globes we want to talk about? Well, Darren Chris won. Yay! Oh, I mean, yeah, good, good, and good speech. I like the speech too. And you were happy that uh, Penelope Cruz didn't win. <laughs> I mean, I don't care enough about you. Know how I feel? I'm like I'm not. You guys are the TV guys here. I don't care enough but i would have been furious about that i i since i i know you guys are the tv people here jen and and g and even ryan because you watch more tv than i do apparently these tv wins were like all over the place they were so like you know the kaminsky method which i haven't watched i think jen said she watched yeah i did it was good Uh, i didn't know that it i didn't really think i really didn't expect it to win at all but but it's a good show i mean it was a really quick binge um, and it's it's a comedy, so you know, for me, I think I so, just did in like two nights, not even. So 
I, uh, my friend Morgan, she works on Mom, and she's worked on Two and a Half Men, so she knows Chuck Lorre. And I was like, when he won for when it won, I was like, if he was like seemed like kind of shocked. Like I was like, has he never won before? And she was like, he has in the past, but it was like his shows, I guess, like for the most part, other than like Two and a Half Men, aren't really like hits all the time out the gate. Like, like they kind of build over time. I guess oh, the Big Bang Theory. Yeah. I guess the Big Bang Theory wasn't like huge when it started, and it became huge, and like Mom has become huge, and like to be acknowledged for something that he did, you know, his first Netflix show. He has like a, I guess he has like a Netflix deal, to, like to develop a bunch of shows. Um, you know, he was just really taken aback and like I guess genuinely surprised that the Comiskey Method got as much love as it did. Which I, I mean, I, it makes me kind of want to watch it. I like Michael Douglas and Alan Arkin so. Yeah, I mean, and he won too. Going, I recommend it. I mean, I think anyone can can watch it. It has a good cast, and um, it was funny, but it was a quick binge, like definitely a quick watch for me. Yeah, and then uh, Sandra O won. She like she broke a lot of uh, records that night. For like, she was uh, she was gonna win though. Because she was hosting. Yeah, <laughs> a little, I mean, I hear she's really good in Killing Eve, and a shout out to Grey's Anatomy, but uh, yeah. But I had a feeling. I was like, I think it's going to be her. And then obviously they showed her right behind the thing. So I'm sure she yeah, knew yeah. right there. They were good too, by the way. I thought they were good as hosts. Yeah. I think for the most part they got good feedback. Ryan I think because like I think you know, was safe. a lot of people that commented on it were saying like it, the award show felt very like basic. There wasn't like a lot that went on, but yeah. like what they did was fine. And I think they kind of played it safe because like, let's not talk about Donald Trump. Let's not talk about like a lot of right. stuff that people complain about when it comes to award shows lately and they they played it safe but i think it did well i think the best thing they did was like when they looked back at like the best golden glow moments and it was just just the footage of that was pretty funny (laughs) that That was was pretty funny i mean i think yeah i think they played it safe i think after all the stuff going on with like kevin hart and that controversy and then obviously everything else going on me too movement and you know everything like that and i know a few people that were on stage. I think Patricia Arquette, or I forgot who else said men- mentioned it, or they were mentioning it a lot. I think on the red carpet that it's like the second year, and we can't forget these things and and whatnot. So I think they played it safe and they were okay. Like nothing memorable though. Like so, if they come back next year, I'd be okay with it. But nothing where I'd be like, oh my god, yes. Like I need you to come back. Um, like I think I'd rather see Amy Poehler or Maya Rudolph personally. Oh, they were hilarious. Because they're funny and they can they do a lot of different things. So it's not even like they have to stay in that in that particular character. They can change and do other yeah. kinds of things. When they like mocked the whole like proposing thing, I thought that was great. So and she's like, "Are we take Are we taking away from this moment?" She's like, "No, it's just best screenplay." <laughs> <laughs> so like, I no, they were great. I think they were like they were good. They were good enough. I think for the moment, um, and that kind of leads to the big news at the Oscars for the first time since 1989, I believe. I think it's 89. The year of the Batman. The year of the Batman. Good job. <laughs> first time in 30 years will not have a host. Um, I think I think Ryan, I was you that said it. Like for people that were complaining about. Um, I'm all for this. I think just keep to the length. Keep you know cut down on length. Cut down on you know cut the fat. You know, keep it to what matters. Keep it to the. I think they're gonna make the celebrities do bits, though. That's my issue. Yeah, I can see that. That worries me as and well. The thing is, like, you can't have not funny people doing bits. Like, I don't want to see Army Hammer trying to be funny. That's your boy. <laughs> <laughs> your boy. 
and he. I don't know why I named him. I'm just assuming that he'd be there and like just mucking up the place. And I think they're gonna kind of stay away from anything political too, probably as I much mean, as even better. they can. And did you know that Jimmy Kimmel's not having a show? I don't think he did last year, but he's not having a post Oscar no, show. No, they want to air Whiskey Cavalier after. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. What is that? It's a TV show that they expect. It's a new TV show on ABC with uh, Scott Foley and that chick from The Walking Dead. So it premieres. At, so it actually premieres a few days later, um, but they're doing like a soft premiere right after the Oscars. My thing is, no one's gonna keep after the. First of all, the Oscars is still gonna run over. I'm pretty sure. And at eleven o'clock at night, I'm not gonna start a new series. You know what I mean? Like I might yeah, do VR, so like, it, but I'm not gonna a- start a new series. ABC's excuse is that like, a- it, like they don't. The ABC that is the only network that doesn't get the Super Bowl. So like, the Oscars is their Super Bowl, and like you know. When the other networks air the Super Bowl, they usually air either a new show or like a show that has a lot of heat, like right after it, because it it helps boost viewers. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're hoping they can do with Whiskey Cavalier. It looks really bad though, so I don't, I don't know if that's gonna work. And I agree with Jen. I I I, I kind of threw that excuse at her too. I was like, well, it's like their Super Bowl, but then like the Super Bowl starts a lot earlier than the Oscars, and like and by the time it's over, there's still time to watch something afterwards. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I don't know if I would want to watch a show at, like, 11 no. o'clock at night. <laughs> I mean, that's really just us on the East Coast, because you guys, you guys no, are yeah, we'll ready. be able to watch it early, but, so like, but, like, but yeah, but that's still, like, a good chunk of their viewers, like, like, I, if I was over there, I wouldn't want to watch something new at, like, 11 o'clock at night. I I'd probably so I, <laughs> Is this start, it's, did they say it's starting a little earlier, or still starting at 8 o'clock? I think it's still starting at eight. No, it's still at eight. Wow. I mean, I took. Yeah, a- why not start it earlier? I've never understood why. I think it should seven. start as early as the Super Bowl, but they. But you know what? They want to do all that fucking red carpet stuff before and like. Oh. But a, does that good make segue, good segue? Oh, well, go uh, ahead, Ryan. But that's a great segue. But does that make does a red carpet really make that much of a difference people rating watch, wise? People like, watch that stuff. People do watch it. There are a lot. I I have friends that watch it that don't even give a fuck about the awards. Like it, it, all the girls just want to see what like people are wearing and like all that. Although, yeah. I have like. But that's what the internet's for. Then do it on the internet and then have <laughs> the regular <laughs> the, show. The so they try. <laughs> so they did. I think they had. Um, what they did was ex- they gave Facebook Watch an exclusive. Um, where they could do the red carpet on there. Well, no, they they filmed the whole thing. Like, you couldn't get it on the channel because it was a football game playing. So they did the whole show on Facebook Watch. And I tried watching it, like, on the computer, and then I was like, fuck this, there's got to be an app. So I went on my Amazon (laughs) Fire Stick, and I found the Facebook Watch app. I logged in. I got to the video, but the feed was going in and out, pausing. It just wasn't good because... So many people were clearly watching it because this was really. Is this the first time they've done that? E, yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, other that than e, you couldn't really watch it, so. Um, that was a big. I mean, we. That kind of sucks. So I hope they don't do that for the Oscars. Like ABC is definitely gonna have no, their they're Oscar, not. So p- playoff football usually goes past the three hours. That was a huge risk on NBC to have a game at four thirty, and it may it, it almost went into overtime. <laughs> Well, they wanted to. They wanted it to bleed into the globes, like. But like, you know, when I posted the ratings, like, I was like, "Hey, like, everyone, like, a lot of people commented, like, the viewers on the Golden Globes, it was up in the demo, which is like by a little bit, and it was only down like a tiny bit in total viewers. But a lot of people were saying, like, oh, but you had this big game before, like, why didn't more people stay and watch? And I feel like those audiences aren't the same. 
Yeah, they're not. Like if you're not. like if you're into like watching that game, I think most of those people are going to stay and watch like the Golden Globes right after. I, that was I think that was like NBC's strategy, and it didn't really work. Um, but it, you know, I, I thought it was kind of risky too to do that, especially have a game that could have run long, which would have pushed the Globes back and made that run even longer into the night. I thought that that I think that part of it was very risky, especially considering how that game was going. <laughs> Plus, half the people who are watching the game, I guarantee you, that left it on didn't even pay attention. They just right. Walked away they, from yeah, the TV. they kind of left the room. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's just a totally different audience. Like, I, mean, I don't, I, I saw what they were trying to do, but I don't think that the same people watching that game are gonna be like, oh, let's watch the Golden Globes right after. Agreed. And I mean, I do want to mention uh, Jen's favorite uh, person. What's what? Your girl, Julianne Rancic. So my favorite stupidity of hers. So this time I around. realized that Mama Ross cut off our e subscription, so I couldn't watch it. <laughs> so clearly, she, she made a good choice. But so she, uh, I was she, a little annoyed because I was like, "Damn it, so I can't she, watch her and like criticize." So she was, she was. Here's, I got two stories real quick. So she was interviewing. I, I don't know if G was watching. She was interviewing Regina King. Congratulations, and she looks stunning, by the way. Yeah, she uh, looks yeah, she really looked good. Great. Those arms. Uh, Regina yeah, King stacked. is the epitome she's, of yeah. black. Don't crack. Yeah, she's gorgeous. Um, uh, yeah. Sorry, and Halle Berry. I mean, ah, yes, the other epitome of black. Yeah, crack. because Halle Berry looks exactly. <laughs> I think. I mean, I think she's aged. She's gotten better with age, but like she looks. By the way, exactly. I think it was like KTLA or someone. Oh, I forgot who it was. They actually interviewed. Like they're all three up there at one point. It was Halle Berry, uh, Charlie Theron, and Julia Roberts, who like all in their own right look great like Julia roberts is like 50 or maybe a little over 50 now yeah uh holly berry's in her 50s i think charlie steron's in her 40s but they all looked like amazing and like that's what they kept commenting on that these women who who kind of like seem like they don't care anymore to like trying to impress anyone they're just like there (laughs) uh like they're just you know they just look good in their own right you know look wonderful too jen you know who looked wonderful no well emma stone looked great so, I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, she looked like she needed a sandwich. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't really like her dress. Her dress, looked, her dress looked more old lady-ish for what well, I she think wore, she wore. She wore like a throwback when she won for so. La La Land. So, I think but that's, that's You noticed that. Speaking, oh wait, speaking of La La Land, my favorite win of the night was Justin Hurwitz winning be- best original score because I didn't think there was a shot since First Man got no love until BAFTA. Uh, by the way, BAFTA nominated for a bunch of stuff but not music. <laughs> really you didn't get score that's no so it got nominated for so like that's why i said in the thing in the piece i was like uh it got nominated like claire foy got nominated okay um it got nominated for screenplay that, uh, really? uh but the one that i would thought it would most likely get nominated for it did not get nominated for best music and it didn't get picture and our picture yeah it's but so i mean weird. but those are still significant like you know screenplay and foy well, yeah. Like, I, is she still like? Is she still part of the conversation though? Not to win, but to well, actually, with Regina King missing, if Claire Foy wins actress, this might—I mean, supporting actress—this might open that. Race and up. I need okay. So I haven't seen it yet. My mom saw if Bill Street could talk last night, and she can't stop like texting me about it. It's a great. She's movie. Like, you have to go see it. Really She's like, go by yourself. <laughs> Just go by yourself. <laughs> but uh, don't wait for your friends. I was like, okay. But no, yeah, she was interviewing Regina King, and she's like, uh, I hope you win. No, she's, she didn't say I hope you win. She's like, oh, you're going to win this. A couple of, like, an hour later, she was interviewing Amy Adams, who was nominated in the same category, and she says, oh, you're going to win. And I'm, like, sitting there, and I'm like, oh, 
Okay. Stupid rant. Then Stupid. she's interviewing Henry Winkler, who is awesome, and she has the nerve to say, "Oh, they should bring back Happy Days. They should reboot Happy Days." And I'm like sitting no. here, and I'm like, "No." I mean, I'm I'm not the <laughs> big. I I like Happy Days, but I'm not the biggest Happy Day fans. I don't even want to see that. We don't need that. Yeah, no. That that's no, a show that doesn't need to be touched. Yeah, don't put that in. It's Rantic. So even though the last name is awful, Rantic. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean uh to finish up on the oscar host stuff i did hear i think thursday that abc is trying to get all the avengers together like a, as one big final on screen together at a one award show kind of deal so that'll be cool if they get that'll be cool i guess but i mean that's not gonna help the whole show no it's not. <laughs> but i think they, you know abc being a disney company and avengers is over this year so that would be, I guess, cool. If they so, get... like, are they getting like the main Avengers, or do they want like everyone? They want everybody. <laughs> it looks like they're, you know, they're going for the big, the big four or five, and then you know, bring in whatever. It, I mean, I don't want, I wouldn't want everyone. I kind of want it to be, you know, uh, Mark Ruffalo, uh, RDJ, Chris Evans, uh, Scarlett Johansson, and I guess Jeremy Renner can come, and then Chris. <laughs> Why do you hate Hawkeye? <laughs> When he's done churning butter, he can if he can make it. <laughs> I mean, he's Ronin now, so I, I give him a pass on this one. But uh, I mean, that pretty much covers the awards talk for this week. I have no idea what the hell's gonna happen at Oscar. I kind of did my redid my predictions, and uh, I mean, I don't know what the fuck is gonna happen. I mean, I'll have an updated after critics. I'll have a more updated uh, uh, ten and in picture and see what goes. I still have First Man in, at number ten since I have it laminated for so many tech. I have to put it in there. I mean, maybe I remembered uh, last year, uh, the darkest hour, which I think I'm the only one here that saw it, and uh, it came out of nowhere and it made it in at the end. So it might be that this year's darkest hour. So, uh, but moving on to TV news, uh, Batwoman got lit, green lit for a pilot, which is great. yes, bitch. Very, very close. I think I, I, I don't want to assume that's going to go straight to series after that, but if the pilot has to like suck if it doesn't. So where are we like, putting just, this? Where are we putting this, day-wise? I would say put it right after Arrow. Put it no, back, no put it, it will pair really well with Arrow. I feel like they have the same tone. So yeah, because you put Legends. They in... really, they really screwed up. They really screwed up pairing the shows this season. I don't know why. Like Legends, poor Legends of Tomorrow is just, just suffering. Are we gonna, <laughs> are we gonna cancel that soon, or are we not? I no, hope not. No, I think, it, I, no, I think it still goes on. I think it's still. Uh, it's one, so much it's fun. Been it's been yeah, and, it, and it's also been on a while. There's like a syndication thing, a part of it. So like, I don't think they cancel it just yet. I do have a beef for anyone that watches Gotham. What is Bruce Wayne wearing? I'm behind. Um, I'm still on last season. <laughs> What's wrong with it? I mean, what? I mean, don't talk about Gotham. I'm still sad it's ending. I mean, I, I haven't <laughs> seen the episode. I just saw a picture of what is that? It's his outfit. Jennifer Ross, can you please look up what Batman looks we like? We know that Gotham? Gotham has questionable outfits and costumes, <laughs> but not storytelling. It's he, very good. He movie. looks like a 19, 1920s football player. <laughs> well, I, how old is that kid? Oh, I, see I don't it. Even... What is that? Where is the cow? Well, he's got to start somewhere. Yeah, it's what is he that? can't go full. Yeah, he can't go full Batman yet. He has money, but he doesn't have the 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 technology. He doesn't have that kind of resource yet. To... He's still a, he's still a kid. Yeah. No. I, 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 what I would don't... you wear? A ski mask, probably with the Bay <laughs> Packers. 
Well, I'm not. Ba- I'm not gonna be. A you Packer would probably man. wear something that would give you away like that. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I don't ask for much. Okay. And Ryan, you can you can help me out here. I don't ask for much because well, Ryan and G because you guys love Gotham. And then like some black sweatpants, um, probably can, some can, like can, can I just get black little? Yeezys can I get little bat ears? Or can I get little bat ears? <laughs> That's all I ask. Like you're, you're, but he's in the beginning stages. Man, even Chris Christian Bale looked like more like Batman before he got the cow. Christian Batman Bale has money and technology and Wayne Enterprises. And he doesn't? He has yeah, Wayne Enterprises? Maybe, yeah, but he's not controlling it, right? Yes, he is. Yeah, he's not controlling it. He's not controlling it where he can come up with an R&D yeah. department all I need is a, hosted by Lucius Fox and all I need just is, have all him I need like, is, work on his tech for him. All I need is a little cow. That's all I ask. Okay. That's all I ask. <laughs> You're still upset about Bane. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bane is pretty yeah. bad. I used to think, I mean, I, I have to really watch the series through, but I do catch a couple of episodes here and there. I do like what they did with Jerome or the Joker or whatever the fuck they call him today. <laughs> I, um, need, I need Netflix to pick up Gotham. I can't have it in. I need, need them to pull. I need no, them to pull like a U. Talking about DC uh, Network. This no, is exactly when, where I, it's going. when I was at Heroes and Villains and I was, at the, I was covering Heroes and Villains a few months ago and they did the Gotham panel, they're pretty, they're done. You can... During the panel, they're pretty much done. They're oh, they don't want to do anymore. It's not they didn't say that, but they're pretty. They're okay with walking away at this point. Yeah, they have. I mean, it was five. It's five seasons. That's a good run. They made it. Yeah, have fun run. And they made it seem like there's going to be a final, a you know, an actual finality to it, not a you know, like a cliffhanger that we can come back in ten years and tackle it again. Everyone's very appreciative of the show, which is you know they're grateful for the opportunity. They you know for some people it was their their breakthrough into acting, so they're very, you know, they talk positive of the show. It's not like they're like regretful for it, but um, and somehow Ben McKenzie has still been on shows. Like, ugh. <laughs> don't, hate, don't hate on Ryan no, Atwood. Like, I'm not trying to hate on him. Like, when we were, like back in the day when the OC was on, everyone thought that Adam Brody was going to be like the breakout star afterwards. Yeah. And then like, then fucking Ben McKenzie has like worked consistently, like. I don't even know if you guys remember Southland, like that cop show that was on NBC. Vaguely. But like he was on that for a few seasons with Regina King. Yeah, that was a good and I did like Southland actually. It was good, it yeah. It was good and then it got canceled. So then. Like it was on for like four seasons. Like NBC canceled it and then TNT picked it up. And then like then he gets Gotham. Like he's he's like David Boreanaz. Like they they like, how <laughs> Hey, don't hate on Angel. <laughs> I'm just saying, like David Boreanaz has not been out of work since ninety seven. <laughs> Like he was on Buffy, and then he was on Angel, and then he was on Bones for like ten years, and then now he's on Steel Team. Like, like it's he's like one of those people that I guess people like like seeing on TV. And speaking of Buffy, great. Even segue. though I hear he's not very um, nice, I heard he's a dick. Yeah, yeah I heard he's a dick too. So, especially you mentioned Angel. Great segue, G. Uh, your girl's back on TV. Yay! Well, potentially they got to pick it up, but yay! <laughs> um, what else? Any other TV news, guys? Uh, it's not really news, but have you guys watched you yet? No, but you keep fucking talking about it. I'm like, oh, it's so good. So like Dan Humphrey plays a stalker and it's pretty amazing. <laughs> it's really good. It's, you gotta watch it. It's like, it's like the easiest like binge watch ever. So Dan Humphrey's going after stalking Serena Vanderwoodson. Is that what we're getting at? Uh, yeah. Poor man, Serena Vanderwoodson. No Essent- one can talk about it. Essentially <laughs> the first season of a gossip girl. He kind of, the first creeps. season of gossip girl, he kind of like creeps. a lot darker. 
Yeah, he kind of creeps so, like, on Serena. He like he like is like obsessed. He starts dating this girl and he becomes obsessed with her and like he stalks her, but like while he's still trying to see her, like he it's like unbeknownst to her, like he like gets into her life like via her like social media, like learns everything he can about her, and then like basically neutralizes any threat that would like threaten him staying with her. Like wow. he wants to be the only he wants to be the only thing in her life. No friends, none that yeah, all that. Sounds like a Jenny show. It, I, I feel like Jen would like it if she actually yeah, did that one. Definitely sounds like a Jen show. Oh, you mean oh, just you. in general? Like you, I know you yeah. would like it. I haven't. Well, I haven't watched. I it know yet. you would like it. <laughs> yeah, I know you would like it. Well, I heard. It. Okay, so I'm like on the New York City subway. So before the show even premieres, I look over and there's an ad, and I'm like, oh look, it's Dan Humphrey, and I'm like, what is this show? And then I see it's Lifetime, and I'm like, oh, okay, whatever, I guess. And I used to watch a lot of Lifetime as a kid, but, like, just of late, it's not really something I watch. Because I really don't even watch a lot of cable TV anymore. Like, I'm on streaming services anytime. I get home, I go straight to Netflix, honestly, or Hulu, or Amazon Prime, or HBO. So I'm never actually on my cable. Um, And so when I saw this, I was like, oh, I guess this looks interesting. But he looks like a stalker. And I was like, eh. I don't know. But then it got on Netflix and I added it to my list. And then all of a sudden, like, now you're hearing everything because everyone's watching it now. It's and yeah. So, like, it premiered, like, like, it, like, it premiered on Lifetime. I uh, got really good reviews when it's before it started. Like, I think it's like in the 90 or 80 percent range on 80s, like high 80s on Round Tomatoes. And they renewed it early, Lifetime did, because of all the positive feedback. They renewed it for season two. But Lifetime doesn't have. They're, at least on their original series, they don't have like a lot of like reach. Like they're, it didn't really have like a ton of viewers, and they were kind of upset that it didn't really take off the way they wanted it to. But like before it premiered, they had a streaming deal with Netflix that they would stream it, uh, you know, when it was on break, and then like, if Lifetime renewed it, then Life it would air on Lifetime. But then Lifetime was like, it's not getting the numbers we want, so they canceled it, and then Netflix quickly picked it up for season two because it seems like something that's built more for. A streaming service anyway and it kind of has taken off i kind of wonder if lifetime wishes they would have held on to it because i think if you put it on netflix and then had it air on lifetime it probably would have boosted its numbers for its second season it's yeah. like bird box was like two years ago with the way everyone's talking about you now right well there, there there's some people getting crazy saying that it's better than dexter uh it's not it's, it's not Wait, but it's, it's better than dexter <laughs> yeah there are some people that are like it's <laughs> better than dexter. rabbits but like Pin Badgley is uh he was on his Twitter because there are a lot of girls that are like posting like Pin Badgley will you kidnap me like all this other like really crazy stuff yeah. and he's like no I will not kidnap you and if you think that Joe is attractive there is like something wrong with you <laughs> like if you are attracted to this dude for Dan because we as like so the girl on the show has no idea that he is the way he is but as a viewer you know everything. And if you're still attracted to the dude after he, like, has, like, done all this weird shit, then there might be something wrong with you. <laughs> then you got an issue. Yeah. But it's like, like, it's like young girls who are like, oh, my God, like, it's Dan Humphrey, but, like, crazy. <laughs> Silly. And, uh, uh, wait, and there's another show that I I guess, I don't know if they just put it on Netflix or, or whatnot, but they, it just got bumped up and it was, like, a suggestion for me. Lucifer? It's really good. I like it a lot. Um and I feel like yeah, I can't get through the first episode. It's based off of like a Neil Neil Gaiman book and series, so it's you know he's the devil, and he lives in L.A., and 
you know, certain other things start happening. And I'm already on season. There's only three seasons, and then it got canceled by Fox. And then Netflix, Netflix picked it up. Picked it up for ten episodes. Yeah. That I was about they don't. To ask they you, haven't. Why are you watching a show that got canceled? Well, they haven't announced it yet. So I'm a like I'm halfway through season three. So I'm kind of like. You waiting for them to like for a start date? Yeah, I'm like, damn. Do I like keep going? Because I want to keep going because it's such a well. They they are officially watch. picking it up though, so like it's coming. I just don't know when. And I like, I mean, the main character is played by Tom Ellis, and I actually really liked him when he was on that USA show called Rush that got canceled after like two seasons. Um, you are the queen of obscure TV. So, <laughs> well, it was so Rush. good. <laughs> But like no one, no one I don't think no anyone one else remembers. would be like, yo, I recognize that guy from Rush. Yeah, no one else I think knows this guy from from that. And I'm so mad. Like USA Network tends to do that a lot. They'll have a lot of new shows and then they end up canceling them after a season. And then you're already hooked. Right. And you invested all this time. Yes. You know what they never cancel on USA? Raw. Monday Night Raw. <laughs> Raw. I wasn't watching Monday Night Raw at the time. Uh, yeah. Stop talking about your glorified superpower. Good stuff. So, Their ratings are so uh, bad. Ratings so, are... Lucifer, if no one's watched it yet. <laughs> that's so Lucifer. Really good. They have, and they have good chemistry. The two leads have good chemistry. They do. Like, it's really it's really good. And he's got a lot of charm for the character. And then, um, you know, I like a lot of the supporting people there, too. And actually, Tom, connecting it to a comic book or a comic book show... Tom Welling is in the third season. Yeah, small thing. And he's so much older. <laughs> but like, but like Stop. he's like good looking older, but it was like almost like you hear his voice first before you actually see him on screen. And I was like <gasps> I was like, Oh my god, he's like gotten so old. But he looks good old. Because Smallville's still. Smallville's so good. And he's like jacked. <laughs> so anyone that was a fan of Smallville should watch at least. See, Smallville is taking liberties really with a character because I don't, I don't love Superman. So Smallville is a show that takes a lot of liberties with the characters and does it well. Unlike you know, a guy in. A well, I feel like Gotham do the same thing. Like they're like, as- I have a friend that's like hard. I have a friend that's a hardcore comic book fan and he can't watch Gotham because like all the stuff they change. But I'm like, dude, if you take the essence of the story and like kind of spin your own, I don't mind that. I'm gonna guess. I like seeing. I like seeing new and fresh takes on stuff. Gee, I'm gonna guess this person doesn't like the Dark Knight either, right? Because it. No. Okay. So, so like, if you ever were in a room with him, if you were ever in a room with him, you might punch him because he hates. (laughs) He he hates. We need to get this guy in a room with David ASAP. I just want to see this. He hates Batman Begins. He doesn't like the Dark Knight. He doesn't like the Dark Knight. I mean, I I don't pay attention to, in, to idiotic. So I like I can't even have a conversation with him because I I get all flustered and I start stuttering. And I, I can't even you talk. get flustered. <laughs> I can only imagine myself. Um, because he's like he's a by the book like you know X Men hates those like oh why are they in their original suits like because that shit would look ridiculous on screen like calm down. Like, Although they, you know what though I will say this about that argument after Aquaman I'm not a hundred percent sure about that anymore. Well you know what they look ridiculous. Too. <laughs> <laughs> look, right. James Wan did something with that Aquaman suit to make it look great. Um, so I'm saying there's a possibility. There's I mean, no I way. Never thought... <laughs> there's look. I look. You at... can't make like spandex look good. I mean, you want to see you? Would you want to see Hugh Jackman running around in that yellow outfit? I'm not saying I want to see it, but after Aquaman, <laughs> I am now like, you know what? That argument is not as valid as it once was because I never to... thought. They would have to be the darkest tones of those colors for it to even be considered working. Like, it has to be, like, the darkest yellow you could possibly find. I mean, the most ridiculous outfit out of all of them would be Cyclops. And I love Cyclops, but 
That fucking yeah. bright ass blue with the yellow belt and no, 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 no. the visor. yellow visor. <laughs> yellow visor. No, we don't need that nonsense. Anyway. But I, you know what? I do kind of like what they did with first class when they kind of like use. I guess not the original suits, but they kind of like. It looks kind of like original. they. Yeah. Yeah, and they oh, actually uh, pulled that off really well. Yeah. So I guess no, I like, guess. Yeah. Another great segue, speaking of superhero, before we get into what we watched this week, I do want to mention that Glass is currently at 38% on Ryan Tomatoes. And However, yeah, I heard, like, even in that reviews, though, I heard that James McAvoy is amazing. Yep, I was actually going to bring up a review from a YouTuber that I that I watch. He's one of my go-tos. And they said it's too long. It's ext- it's very, very flawed, but they praise McAvoy. They said McAvoy's great. So, I mean, I'm still looking forward to it to see McAvoy because I loved him in Split. But Split, yeah, he was great in Split. When remember, I saw- you remember when Split came out that there was, like, that early kind of buzz around him? Like, oh, he might get nominated for something. I, yeah, I was like, yeah, it was January, man. That's too early. January, <laughs> but that's, you know, I wouldn't have been mad at that. Um, the one thing that, I, that even before RT released the score was I noticed it was almost two and a half hours. And that's when I was like, oh, this might be in trouble. And then the reviews came out. But, I mean, we'll see what happens. Like, G and G, Jen and I were talking on our chat that uh, Hook has bad reviews, and I love Hook. Yeah, Sandlot. And the yeah. Sandlot, so. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, so. Yeah, and uh, did you, um, I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, some uh, journalist asked M. Night Shyamalan how he felt about Mark Wahlberg shitting on The Happening. Because I guess like they were like they were like name like a movie that you're not proud of, and Mark Wahlberg talked around it, and he was like, "Well, there's this one," and then he wouldn't say what it was, and he was with Amy Adams. It was like it was a press junket with Amy Adams, and they were like trying to get him to say it, and he was like, "Fuck it, that happening. I don't know what happened, but it wasn't good." <laughs> like he like went to a whole rant about it, and, and they asked say? him like Shyamalan like last week about it. And he was like, "No, that's fine if that's how he feels. Like you know, when we were making it, he didn't feel that way, but you know, that's." That's perfectly okay. <laughs> I was like, poor guy. <laughs> he has to like get called out about his really bad movie. Yeah, I think this is what it is. Uh, well, the happening is awful. I mean, does anyone like it? No. Probably Jen. She no. likes bad movies. No, it wasn't good. It's not. Like, it's like, oh, the trees are scary. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's, let's run through real quick on what we saw this week. Uh, I only saw I only... Escape Room. How is that? So it starts off really, really interesting. And like I was actually really into it. it's entertaining like as a he's whole. He's about to give it three. He's about to give it three wheels based on the first forty minutes. Yeah, and then the, after, after, after the first death, I was, uh, it just got progressively stupider. It was. Uh, see, that's my worry after watching the commercials. That's why I felt like after like the first one or like midway through, it would just one, start to get bad. One of the uh, escape rooms after the first death though is really really cool. Like I love the production design on it. So if you guys see it, you'll you'll know what I'm talking about. But the ending was fucking brutal, like oh, absolutely damn. brutal. Like, By the I, way, have you guys ever done an escape room? No, I want to. I'm never going to do one anyway after watching this. Movie. So I did one. Uh, <laughs> we, did, we did it at Comic Con for it was like a Jack Ryan Amazon Prime or one inspired one. It was fun. I killed us all because I couldn't cut the blue wire in time. Uh, <laughs> but we all won Amazon Fire Sticks, so yay! Oh, it was worth it. Man. <laughs> Uh, it was worth it, but I killed us. Well, they gave us, they gave me a really crappy wire cutter. I was like trying to do it, and I was like, "Well, you gave me like shitty like tools, so that's your fault. That's why we're dead." <laughs> and then um, I also saw Spider Man again. It's just as good as the first time. It's, yeah, it's still it's, good. It's just so good. Um, I've been tempted to see it again. It'll, I don't know why I haven't. I really like it. It'll hold up. Like and I, you see a lot of things that obviously you didn't see the first time. It's really, really good. 
Um, and then I finally got Jenny to see the last three Harry Potter movies. I've been watching them all week. On I got them on 4K, and they look great. Um, Jen, what do you think of the last one, finally? I thought it was really, really good. It's the best one. Sad. Oh, ask me in. Ask me in. It all ends. Ask I will say, I definitely like part two better than part one. Yeah, because part one is a setup. Part one well, is more first... like, oh. Yeah, there's like, like part one's like, there's no. And they're doing all that <laughs> background, like, like Lord of the Rings. Like, it's kind of like. Nothing happens, really. Yeah. Nothing they... really happens. I know why it has to happen. Like, I get it. Like, I really think they probably could have done this no, in like no, one movie. No, no. It's an 850-page book. But this it's is fine. fine. I think you could have done it in one movie. But I understand why they split it. They also wanted more money and et cetera. And they wanted to try to be and that's as when it was like as cool true. to like split up those movies. They were the first one to do it. Yeah, and then they everyone, were the first. And, and then, then everyone decided to say Twilight did it. Potter. Then Twilight did it, and then Diversion did it, and we're not going to get that second part because it flopped. Um, yeah. <laughs> this Harry Potter was... Although the books are really... like I did like the Divergent series as a, the books? As a book series. They're good. They're good. So I just think they were like... It just wasn't good writing. It was the writing. Well, the first there, Divergent, but... I didn't mind. I thought that was all right. It just... The Insurgent wasn't good. I also... I, I also think it's because like you just had Hunger Games, right? And then... And they're very similar. Um... In, in tone, so just the, with, like, the dystopian society and yeah. and all that. Actually, so you know what? Like... Low-key, like, the better ones have been, like, the Maze Runner series. I actually like Maze Runner a lot. Ryan's like, well, I haven't seen any of this. Have you seen Harry Potter? <laughs> <laughs> I have seen, yeah, I have seen all the Harry Potters. I haven't watched them in a while. Actually, talking about it makes me want to uh, give it a good rewatch, because so, I'm not sure if Casey's seen Harry Potter or not. I think in the era we're working with now, with, like, Hollywood and the uh, the award season this could have been like a it was a player it got a lot of nominations and i think it was nominated for bafta too um oh the last harry potter yeah i know you love asking but geez like this one has the biggest emotional gut punch too with the whole reveal at the end with a certain character it has that and yeah i think asking man for me is just like it's just what made me like him because i didn't like the first two movies yeah i remember you that much and asking man was like a total game changer like once it got dark it's cool, like, and it, it's not just dark in tone. Like I've been since I've been watching them all week. I got I went back to back to back one one a day, and um, they progressively get dark in like tone and production. <laughs> like they're very dark when you yeah, get, yeah yeah when you get to the last one, it's like pitch black. So um, yeah, I loved it. Like rewatching it, I just forgot how much I loved the the last one, and. Um, they, I forgot about this, but Grendelwald is the one that gives up the Elder Wand to Voldemort. He's the one that tells him where it is, and he's in jail. So we kind of know how this new series is going to end. So, yeah. So, but no, it was really good. Uh, anything else you saw this week? No, right? Because you haven't. Um, you didn't no, go to the was, escape room with me, so. No, no, and everything else. Basically, all week I was watching. I was flipping between The Sopranos to prepare for today's episode and uh, Lucifer. So those were really like the two main things I watched. Anything on your guys' end? Roma is um, on my list, though. Yeah, I, sure. I need to. Sure. No, I do. I need okay. to watch it. Maybe I'll watch it. Today. Yeah, sure. Okay. What do you guys? <laughs> what do you guys watch? God. Uh, I watched the Arrow episode of the Elseworlds because over Finally. on Spinrack, cheap. Oh, <laughs> oh, they re they re they re aired it again. Oh no, we just had it recorded because over oh, okay. on. Uh... <laughs> you just had it on your DVR. <laughs> yeah, because. 
cheap plug over on Spin Cycle. Me and Casey decided to do a three-episode arc where we're going to take each episode and break each down this week, uh, tonight even, as we're recording this. So you can go see it on Spin Rack. Cheap plug, sorry. Um, so we watched the Arrow one, and holy crap. All like, the nuance. How do you like Batwoman? I loved Batwoman. I loved... But I think the thing that got me the pop the most was when she was packing away the bust. Yes, from the '60s, and I don't love the yeah. show. Yeah, that was a good, that was a callback. Yeah, they had a that line. was an awesome, well done. Just and it's funny before they even pointed it out, I'm like, holy shit! She's like, what? I'm like, look. <laughs> but no, I also rewatched Spider Man, and like you said, just as good second time around. I'm already just waiting for it to be available to pre-order on 4K. Yeah, it's um, look great on 4K. Oh. And yeah, I've been re I've been jamming Sopranos just any chance I get. Casey wants to watch it at a later date. I'm not sure when that later date's going to be. She's so, never seen it? no. Oh, Ryan, you got to get her to see it. I'm just curious. Oh no, trust me, it's on. It's on the list of things that I'm making her watch. Nice. Um, and but so every free, <laughs> she just heard that. Like, make her watch. <laughs> so I'm gonna hear about that later. <laughs> so. Um. Yeah. Any free moment where her not around, I've just been jamming as much Sopranos just to also give it a rewatch because I haven't watched it uh, since right before me and Casey started dating. So there's a lot more I forgot. Yeah, there's a lot I forgot. And G, whatever. See anything new this week? Uh, I think since we last talked, I saw The Mule. It was good, right? Which was good. I yeah. actually thought it was. It's not perfect, but yeah. I thought it. And like I think a lot, of, like it owes a huge debt just to clean it Eastwood. Like I think he, like you're invested because of him. Yeah, there's a lot. And were, like, were there a lot? And of there's not a lot that happens. In it. Like, it's not like really action driven, but it was still interesting. Like I, I mean, one of those movies that you could easily be bored watching, but like I wasn't bored. Like yeah. there was still something interesting about it. I actually prefer the like the family dynamics more than like. The actual like cartel part of the story, but I thought like it was still good overall. I you know I I can see why I didn't get an awards push. And I can see why like it kind of is like in the middle of the road as far as reviews are concerned. But I enjoyed it. Yeah, we were the youngest people in our theater by the uh, way. Same <laughs> here. There was a I had to uh, because in my theater I like to um, um, I like to take the purchase the. Um, the assistant to the wheelchair seat because you're by yourself. And if I'm by myself, I just don't really, I'd rather just really be by myself. There were yeah. so many people at my theater. Someone asked, uh, one of the theater workers asked me if I could move because they had someone that actually came oh, in with a wheelchair. Yeah. So like it was so packed. So they had to move me, but I, I was the youngest as well. I'm at my theater. I, yeah. think, I actually think despite, like you said, not a lot happens. It's just him driving everywhere. But, yeah. but still, I thought it was very entertaining. Oh yeah, it was really entertaining. I can see why it's doing well. I mean, especially with like older, like I get it. Like I, you know, at first I was like, why is this making so much money? Before I saw it, and I can kind of see why it is. And I can like, you know, like you know, there's an argument there that you know they say that if you're a certain age, you're not really viable at the box office anymore. But I think there's certain people that kind of break that trend. There's there's, there's people like him. There's like Meryl Streep. I think there's like certain people like. No matter how old they get, like they're like they're just certain people that audiences like like to see on the big screen, and like, yeah, hey, he, that's it. He, he makes a good argument for that. Look like, at, they, look at um, and even movies he directs, like he uh, look at American, American Sniper. It made all so much money. Much money, yeah. And he wasn't even in it. So I mean, I think the only exception lately for him would be uh, that. 
13 the 15 and 17 to Paris but even like I mentioned that in my review like even when like he still takes chance I mean like it was a chance to like use the real people I mean that was still like a even though the movie didn't quite work it's still interesting that he like was like I'm not I don't want actors to play these parts I want the real guys to do it you know it's still it still keeps things interesting and like I I kind of mentioned in the review I wrote that like he's one of the few directors who like directed so many movies and a lot of movies that people love but I don't think he has like a distinct style at all like i don't like there's nothing about his style that stands out but i think it's just like he's just reliable like he like there's something about that he does that's very reliable have you ever seen unforgiven yeah i really want to show jen that but i i'm i'm scared it's good i mean i don't really like westerns that much and it's good i like it i I just worry that she's gonna give me and like river is my favorite movie that he's done who mystic river is my favorite movie yeah I like Mr. Burger. Like yeah, and then other than the mule, I also saw saw a uh, beautiful boy as well. Oh yeah, we talked about that, which I really really liked. But it's like a, I think if you personally have like a personal investment in it, it might make it a little better for you. I don't know. Like I, I watched it and like felt a lot of things while I was watching it because having gone through that with a family member before, so it there was a lot of it that kind of rang very true, and I think that kind of helps in viewing it and like how strong it actually is but it's a very depressing movie it's not i mean i don't know if you can just casually like just pop it in i watch movies that are de- i'm watching philadelphia right. today i mean oh, okay so yeah i mean philadelphia like, today? yeah oh my god like, who just watches philadelphia on a sunday oh, <laughs> apparently dave After football, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna put it let's watch that movie where that guy's dying AIDS. how was shamalama ding dong hold on on a real Note, no. G's review was really good, so I'll make sure to link it in our show notes for anyone that wants to click. If not, you go over to the website to read it. It was very, very good. I think it came from, um, it spoke to his personal experience, and it made it, you know, it shows the impact that the film had on him. So it's a good Right, movie. and I, I think that has a lot to do with, like, if you really like it or not. I mean, like, cause I read other people's reviews and like, you know, there were a lot of people that the, the detriment they kind of put against it, that it was like really glum and depressing. And like, but I mean, that's kind of the story though. I mean, like addiction is not really like, it's not going to be a happy movie. So I don't really know like how else you can really tell I, that story. I kind of love that. You know? you, I kind of love that you said that that shows the hypocrisy with certain critics. You see that people complain that this is too dark, but then when people Bohemian Rhapsody, they're like, it wasn't dark enough. It wasn't dark enough, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny that you mentioned that. But, but uh, Timothy Chum, uh, he was really good. He, I, I, you know, I know when he was getting nominated for a supporting actor, like, you were kind of like, oh, where'd he come from? He's really good in it. And, like, like the thing, like, you know, when people play roles where they're addicted to drugs, there's a lot of, like, kind of, like, cliche ticks that a lot of people do, and he kind of avoids all of that. Um... I think I, I I don't know between him and like I guess Lucas Hedges like they they're seem like they're like up. some of the best actors of their like generation the and they're like super, yeah. yeah and they're like super young but they have like so much talent like, they seem like they're like way better like beyond they like beyond their years a little bit nice um I will and Steve Carell was good too I know he's not getting a lot of the the notices for it but he was also very good nice yeah, it's weird that like, he's like a serious actor now like it's like when was the last time Steve Carell was like funny in something. The Office, which I still watch. <laughs> so good. But, like, he's, like, he made a full transition to, like, serious actor. I Speaking of The Office, before we move on, I just saw Jenny's favorite episode. The nipples. <laughs> <laughs> the rabies run. The rabies fun run. 
No, no one remembers that episode. No. Like, I do not. Oh, I didn't watch it consistently. I, I only watched. I've it ne- yeah, I've never been like a diehard watch. Like I watch I it when it's on. I was more like Thirty Rock. A show. I like Thirty Rock. Ryan, you're back, you to, you're like back to Firewall. No, I do like 30 Rock, of course. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Tina, Tina Fey, Tina no, Fey. I don't hate it. I just never... I actually, watched, I actually watched Parks and Rec more, too. I like... Yeah. Well, I love The Office. Parks and Rec is... Uh, however, you know you know they've been talking about... Why is he not Firewall G? Talking about the office. Are they still doing that? Well, Krasinski said he likes the idea of doing one... If they're going to do it, they're going to do, like, one for, like, a few years. They... I think they uh, brought back the British office. For one episode a year, like as a Christmas party kind of deal, so I think oh, that'd be that'd be kind of fun, I guess. So Krasinski said he's down to do that. Um, it's Carell Carell said, <laughs> said what I think and what any real fan of The Office uh, thinks. It wouldn't work today. It's too, too, too heavy in terms of the jokes that they use for yeah. today's climate. It'd probably get like someone to complain about like the way someone takes a shit or something. <laughs> oh wow! Speaking of something rebooted, I guess there are serious conversations about rebooting the West, uh, or not rebooting it, but like doing it again. The West Wing. I think, uh, I think it would be interesting. I think the West Wing actually still holds up because I think there's especially still, in today's climate. There's probably would, a would, lot would. of detail. There's a lot of stuff that still holds up on the show, um, and I think. I think it would still work because you're. There's a lot of moving and... parts to get that to work, though. Like, would yeah. you? Because like Allison Janney is on Mom, yeah. and like I mean, they would have to like work out something where she could do it. I guess. I mean, she, she, she doesn't have to, but she was a big part of the show. No, she uh, has to. Like, I feel like uh, like you can't have her be like go back and be. I mean, either way, by the end of the show, she was some. She wasn't the press secretary only. Like she. Sh- and whatever, I haven't but, seen the show. Well, that's your late, so that's not my fault. <laughs> you're, late to the you're like a lot of years late, so sorry. Spoiler, God. <laughs> like that one guy. The one guy's on the Good Doctor. Uh, I forgot his name, but he uh, he's yes, on the Good Doctor right now. Uh-huh. Um, something I can't remember. Martin, Martin Sheen's available. You'd have you uh, need Rob Lowe. Oh. Rob Lowe is available. Well, if they're going to do West Wing, wouldn't they do it maybe based off of a m- more like a modern presidency, like maybe use Obama, or if they want to go ridicule? Oh, they, oh, they cast a black guy. Okay, yeah. Michael B. Michael B. Jordan. Well, on the West Wing. <laughs> well not to not to. Spo- I mean, who? Wait, have you guys seen the West Wing? I, I, have, I haven't seen it since the uh, like in years. Well, I, it's good. Jimmy Smith. So by the end of the show, we have a Mexican president. Yeah. So, oh, okay. It's not really a spoiler, but there's more diversity, right? So it could lead to having like an Obama, let's say. Yeah, like because you don't want to do because the thing with doing a show like that is because then people are going to expect you to do a social commentary on today's presidency, and you and that's something you don't want to do, in my opinion, because yeah, you don't want to fall. It's actually more complicated to bring that show back because like you can't really have like they they already had his run, so like how do you do that with the original people? Yeah, so yeah, so it would be, be hard, right? It would, it would be hard. I think it would oh, be something... to get a few key people, and they could still have certain positions in the White House. Mm. Example, like, like Charlie Dulé Hill, he's not on yeah, the yeah. show right now, so he could probably potentially come back, and he was in a different role from when the show ended to like, and I'm sure we can find out like how he's evolved anyway. So that right. would be a good connection. I'm sure Bradley Whitford, who's not doing anything right now either. I mean, the last time, last thing he's doing some movies, 
But right, like with Get Out, and like he was in uh, this movie the other day. Uh, now I can't remember. Even Destroyer. Oh, but okay. if you're going to do a show like West Wing, wouldn't you? If you're going to bring old characters back, maybe have them be as more like pop up in the show and be more homage, like a homage to the. I'm not using the right word. I apologize to the former show, but because you want to use a whole new, you want to use a whole new cast, show a whole new set, because it's a whole new set of rules that are being played with now to when the show first aired. So you're going. I mean, back then you wouldn't think of say. A freaking former wrestler as president. Now that could fucking happen in 2020. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah, a whole they, new set of rules you're playing with. So you, if anything, you're going to take the former cast. I would rather them pop up, like if say uh, someone's having say an issue with a with anything, and they go to a bar, try to drink away, they run into someone there. Like have the former cast members do that. That'd be cool. But if you're going to bring a show like that back, that would have to be a total total reboot, right. in my opinion. Yeah. By the way, uh, speaking of things that Aaron Sorkin has written, uh, there was news yesterday that he is toying with an idea of doing a sequel to The Social Network. Yeah, no. I, I saw that coming what, out. What would be no. that? MySpace. I knew Jim was going to be like, ew, I hate the first one. Well, why would I want to see another one? Actually, uh, <laughs> actually, if he does something with it, he could totally do that whole Cambridge Analytica scandal. Yeah. And, like, I mean, there, is, a there is a story there. It. Yeah. There is a story there. I Jesse, just... Jesse Eisenberg isn't doing anything right now, so. Zombieland <laughs> two. Oh yeah, I can't wait for Zombieland two. Andrew Garfield, what's he doing? He's nothing, he's available. <laughs> Real quick, speaking of reboots, here's a question that popped in my head. What? After listening to your guys' episode about musicals, are you guys surprised that there isn't much? Reboots in the musical world, like you don't see a Grease reboot, you don't see a Singing oh, yeah, Rain reboot. That is really interesting. I am kind of surprised that like, a lot of people don't really reboot musicals like that, like, especially something West Side as Story. Old as <sighs> I mean, I guess they do it like they did it on Fox, where they do it like a live like thing. But like, I'm surprised that they haven't done like movie reboots of, especially something like Grease that's old and like oh let's try to do this again. Because you shouldn't touch. Exactly, guys. I agree. No, I agree. Oh, remember, they touch classics all the time, though. Exactly. I'm surprised. <laughs> why, why is it? You why know what I mean? Remake, like, why remake musicals when we can well, get new musicals like La La Land? I do also. <laughs> no, I do also think that it, I think it's harder to find. It's like people. these two needs a hard reboot. Yeah. Right. No, no, no. It doesn't. It's perfect the way it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the five dollar bin at Walmart. But no, like. <laughs> Hey, it's five dollars. That means everyone can afford it and watch its green. So you know what? I'm gonna when I go to Walmart later, I'm gonna find it and I'm gonna start stacking them up. Okay? I'm not going to Walmart. Yeah, like, ones, like, I need to like touch like Chicago because they're like I think, one. Oscar. I think it's also harder because you might not have every. It's I think it's harder to put on a musical in a way because it's such a big production and you need to make sure you have the right talent, people that can sing. You know, not like. However, they're doing West Side Story though. Love so. Mamma Mia, but like Pierce Brosnan, he has the name, but he can't sing. So uh, like, the same thing with like who was that? Russell Crowe and Les Mis. Oh God, yeah. Like Ugh. you know, like so you kind of have like you want someone that actually has sort of that background, and not that it's hard to find because there are plenty of actors and dancers and singers that want to be found. But right, if they're not getting seen or they're not getting, they don't have the right connections, then. You know, so I think musicals are a little harder to put on, but that I don't know. Yeah, so I mean, we'll see what happens with that. Um, 
One movie they should never remake is The Godfather. Did you want to say that? That should be <laughs> untouched. But uh, no, so let's move I'm on. I'm sure to... there's some studio exec that's been like, we should maybe think about it. <laughs> no, it wouldn't shock me. We don't have Italian actors like you did back then, so it's harder to do it. So like, <laughs> I can quick. imagine that cast. Well, Casalina Gomez. <laughs> <laughs> to segue into something that we're going to talk about in a moment, do you think, you know, we talked about The Office and how it wouldn't work in this climate. So... Today, now, we're going to be celebrating 20 years of a show. Do you think if that show premiered now... Well, TV wouldn't be the way it is if it wasn't for The Sopranos. So no one I agree there. So, like, uh, yo, are you saying will it have the same impact if it came out now, considering yeah. what we have on TV well, now? No, 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 the same no, impact, I mean, or, or would it work as well, well as with the violence? What would the... work? It would work fine. because. Oh, yeah, it'd be a streaming but, show, but, though. Yeah, it'd be a streaming yeah. show. But uh, You know what? I kind of think if it came out now, I think, like, the way Jen was talking about how the women are treated, I think there would be an issue with that. The I think there would be, like, movement. some people that would write about that and say that it was a negative. But and I talk also... about how the women aren't like particularly strong. Even though I like you look at someone like Carmela, I think she was strong though. Like and I don't think all the women were depicted as like they weren't like little like innocent waifs. They were like some oh. of them had power yeah. and stuff, you know. But I think in the in the general sense, like I think that someone I think actually more than a few people would write about how the women are treated on that show. Well yeah, but hindsight hindsight twenty twenty like a lot of these shows wouldn't be greenly. It's the same thing with like Mad Men, but like I know a lot of people that come in about Mad Men, but like that's how it was back then, though. Exactly. Like, true. But yeah, yeah, it's not like it's not like they're like wrong. Like you know, they're not trying to say that it's right, but that's how women were treated. And I personally think then. it's worse to sugarcoat something. So like I think, you know, this is what it is. This is our history, and this is how people were treated. And I think it's important to sort of never forget that, so you know that why we've changed or why we're evolving or why we're making stances to, you know, um, change just along with like the women, the male, female, or even just race as a whole, you know, these are dark stories and these are dark things that happened and they were wrong, but it's important to, I think, remember them and remember and not sugarcoat it in a way because it happened and this is what it is. And like, we're not going to learn from it if we don't, you know, you know, imagine they took away all the secretaries in Mad Men. Like, what, what is that? It's not going to work the same. Right. Yeah. So that's a good segue into kicking this conversation off. Uh, so pretty much The Sopranos premiered 20 years ago on January 10th, 1999, and immediately seemed like it took off and it changed everything. I think thanks to The Sopranos, we got The Wire. Thanks to the Sopranos, we got Breaking. Willie Bad. Hammer. No. Thanks to the Sopranos, we got the. Sh- <laughs> it gave it gave a lot of networks confidence that they can put a show that this heavy, this violent, this drama, real, this real, exactly, perfect word, and actually be successful. Ironically, like it didn't win its first Emmy for best drama till season four, which is that's insane. That's insane to look at it. Looking at Breaking, it Bad, did win a lot of like writing though. Well, yeah, no, that's I was gonna get into yeah. that. Um, it, the first season, um, Edie Falco won the Emmy, and I think James Gandolfini won it from season two, three, and four consecutively. Um, the show won the Emmy for best drama three times. I think it won season four, season five, and then the last season. And you know, outside of the awards, it was nominated every single year. It won SAG. It won. Um, Golden, uh, Globes. Golden Globes. So it, 
on the awards end, it did everything it needed to. But before we get into like what we like, what we didn't like, I have like some fun facts that I looked up. Um, so one of the facts that I saw was um, f- FBI wiretaps from 1999 revealed that four members of the Northern New Jersey's the 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 Cavalanca, I'm gonna butcher this name, the Cavalcante organized crime group. They were talking about their likeness to the Soprano family in the recording. One member asked, is this supposed to be us? His buddy replies, you're in there. They mentioned your name in there. So it became very popular with the mafia when the show premiered. Um, the the guy who played Jackie Sr. in the first season, he actually auditioned to play Tony. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that. It's it's kind of one of those you when you look at someone that could have been when the person that did play it made it such an iconic role. Yeah, like, everything uh, else seems yeah everything else seems laughable. Um, this is a funny one, and in 1999, I could actually see this being a thing. Executives at HBO were worried that the show's title would mislead audience into thinking that the show was about music. <laughs> <laughs> So that's why they want to call it this. That'd be so, really funny. So given the show's impact on television history uh, with names like Gandolfini, Cicero, and Imperioli, I, like, it seems like ridiculous that people would mistake it for just a show based and on music. And you know, that, that, uh, that, the way they did the R, I think, also solidified <laughs> that it's definitely not for music. Yeah, and then um, <laughs> before before I did research for today's episode, I actually knew about this. I don't know if you guys knew this. Um, there was a real-life mobster who um, was talk. I think he reached out to the show or something along those lines saying that a Don doesn't wear shorts, and that's going into Tony wearing shorts during the barbecue in the pilot. Oh, so wow. They were upset because, you know, they didn't like the portrayal of a Don actually wearing shorts because they're not supposed to wear shorts. That's crazy. Um, this was but the thing, but even look at one way in the sense that that's the issue they have. They got everything so well. They did everything else so well done on every spectrum that the fucking shorts is the only complaint that a legit mafioso would and have. And they actually, the funny thing, the funny thing about that is they actually use that in the show. So Carmine Lupatazzi, uh, funny that he he's brought up. That's actually uh, Tony Lip from Green Book. Um, he actually in season four he criticizes Tony about him wearing shorts and he's like oh but don doesn't wear shorts so they brought that into the show uh tony cicero who plays paulie walnuts he was actually involved in organized crime and he said that he doesn't he will play paulie as long as he paulie never becomes a rat so that was kind of like in his deal paulie could never become a rat i think it's so funny that these people that used to be like involved in like criminal activity like segued into like Acting. acting yeah <laughs> yeah um <laughs> one of one of jersey's favorite little stevie uh stevie Van, steven van Zandt. he created the character of silvio um he pretty much created everything about it and i think i saw a documentary or like an interview earlier this week and he kind of talks about that he didn't want to take because he was new to acting i think that was his first role as as an actor mm. he didn't want to take anyone else's role like an ex- an established actor so the character of silvio was created specifically for him so that that's awesome cool. um and this is crazy um i get it because of all the goodfellas collection uh connection on the show 
but Ray Liotta was almost cast on the show. That's like the only thing missing, it feels like. It's funny because I was going through my notes before we got started. One thing I even had was in season one, uh, episode eight, they even have Christopher make a reference to when he was Spider because he shoots a dude in the foot and he yep. goes, it happens. <laughs> and and I bust into tears. And the crazy thing, that was David Chase. Ray Liotta was David Chase's first choice to play Tony. Ooh. Alright, oh, see, now I kind of want to see that. Like, just a I scene. That part, though. Yeah, I, I don't think, I don't know. I can't say really, was, he's not a bad actor, but he's no James, I think James Gandolfini is a better actor. Oh, yeah, no. Rest is so, yeah. Um, fun fact, 400, and, the word fuck was used 437 times in season one. <laughs> that, season that, one? That's it. Just, oh, one just season one. <laughs> Uh, let me Makes see sense. anything else here. Um, oh, this is a little bit on Adriana Laserva, was originally a hostess on the show, and actress J- Drea DeMatteo actually, um, wait, uh, she was actually just as a cameo, as a hostess on the show before she became a regular later on. Um, By the way, I used to have like a huge crush on her on that show. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, she's real Todd. I used to like Shout out to Conrad Thompson uh, I hate what happened to her But I really liked her on oh, and that, I was so Yeah sad. I know right I was so sad I was like, uh, I was like no uh, wait what I mean I understand why those are the rules yeah. But no. The Sopranos was initially meant to be a movie. Fucking Christopher. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll get into that. Which makes sense because it feels like when you're binging on it, it feels so well done, like a movie. And this is this isn't in my notes, but you know what's crazy? This the David Chase had the idea of making the Sopranos an animated series on HBO. What? I'm. it's just like no offense, animation because I mean, fuck, Spy- uh, Into the Spider Verse was one of my favorite movies of last year, but no. <laughs> and then like, uh, it- you can tell from watching the pilot to watching episode two that there's a large gap. The um, pilot was shot in 1997. So- Fun thing about the pilot, do you uh, in the I think it's in the very beginning when Tony's getting in the newspaper. There's a certain ad. David, do you know what the ad is for on the back? Batman and Robin. No, it's uh, I think SummerSlam. Was it really? Or rest- yes, it's a, it's a WWF ad on the back of the newspaper. Oh my god, that's crazy. Um, this would have changed the show for me, you know, in in terms of its introduction. Um, David Chase wanted a different song every episode to open the show. Thank God that didn't happen. Yeah, and I think any fan of the show knows that after uh, 9/11, the Twin Towers were removed from the opening. Yep. And then. Yep. Um, the the Sopranos was such a realistic show that the the real mafia thought there was a connected guy in the inside giving them tr- uh, secrets. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm sorry, but that's that that's just that's what any writer, I, in my opinion at least, would strive for. When you're writing on a subject that you, you may not know or may know a lot or nothing about, and that people who know everything about it are worried about how much you know, like that is awesome. And then um, accomplishments outside of the Emmys and all the awards. Uh, Rolling Stones named it the number one greatest show of all time. And, Agreed. And um, I forgot this isn't in my notes, but um, I can't remember. I can't remember what the website that was, but there was a website that did a 
uh, list of the greatest written shows of all time, and The Sopranos is number one on, on that as well. Breaking Bad is number two, I believe. So, so yeah. Uh, why, why are you looking at me like that, Jennifer? Because you said Breaking Bad. I mean, and I know you were going to give me shit. I wasn't. You, you're a loss. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it. Yeah, okay. Um, like, you saw, like you saw Harry Potter, and you were like, oh, wait, I don't remember that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so let's get into, I guess, favorite. Let's start with favorite characters. Uh, I, I know this is late. I didn't mention that. G, do you have any or? Favorite character? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's obviously would be Tony. Like, I, 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 what's interesting is that um, when I've been reading all this like reunion stuff, and I kind of like, of course, I didn't forget that James Gandolfini is not with us anymore. But it's weird. It was still kind of <laughs> weird. Like, like he is there's something about him that's very larger than life. Mm-hmm. I agree. And uh, you know, I, I actually uh, was re- when I was reading some of the stuff about how like they were talking about how they felt like he was still with them, like. They're just like remembering him, and like he was such a force on that show, and uh, very committed apparently to that role in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I, what I like about that character though is that it's just not one note, and I think that's like that what makes the show so good is that it's a very nuanced character. There's not like there's a lot going on with him. He's very complicated. Agreed. And. Uh, you know, one minute you hate the guy, one minute he's very likable, and like you, you get all the conflicts from him, and I that has a lot to do with how one how the character was written, but but also how James Gandolfini plays the role. And it's funny, okay. man, I was watching the Today Show interview with them, and Edie Falco actually said the exact same thing. You said like when they started talking about it, she's like, "I miss him every day, but today, like celebrating the show, it just feels you really feel." like his presence not here you know what i mean right right yeah so like and they all yeah. started they all broke down and then uh, it's fun uh i guess not funny but uh jamie lynn and robert eiler they yeah, both the kids. were like you can tell when they were talking about him how much they thought of him so they were... yeah i think they, i think he i think uh they really felt like they were like you know in a sense like they wore his kids like like, like they really were connected to him and like you could tell the whole cast was very connected to him um but yeah it was like you know when the 20th anniversary was coming up and i was seeing all that stuff like i it just kind of blocked it out i guess that like oh yeah, yeah he's not a part of that you know is is not something you there's certain people when they pass away like you don't really think about like them not being here anymore like because there's something that's so alive about the stuff that they did yeah. and uh you know it's the stuff he did on sopranos just feels still feels so recent even though it was like started years 20 years ago and 10 years ago, it ended over 10. Yeah. Yeah. And, but there, you know, it, but it, I give a lot of credit. I mean, I don't, I wish I, I want to know more about like if he, like how much input he had with that character. Cause like, I think a lot of it has to do with the writing, but like just the way he portrayed it, I, I think that's a hard part to do. I don't think anyone could really do it where you feel all these different things while you're watching this guy, you know, and you never, uh, maybe, maybe Jen being on the female side of it thinks differently than I do. I never hated him, despite all the. No, I never did either. Never. I mean, you kind of go in and out of like how you feel about him, but like I never quite hated him either. There was like you could be pissed, uh, like some of the things that he was doing, but like there was something that he did that made that character completely grounded and still likable, where you almost were rooting for him. Like it, there was a lot. Like it, it, it all comes down to the writing and the performance, and I think that's. Uh, something that he really hit really well 
And I, I, I agree with you. Like, I never... He, he did some pretty rotten shit. He did. But, like, yeah. I never hated him. You tried... You know, it's funny. I I mean, I was a lot younger watching the show. Um, I actually sneaked around to watch the show because I wasn't allowed to when it first started. <laughs> um, you always... Tr- I always try to find justification for everything he did watching the show. Like, when I yeah. watch Breaking Bad, as much as I love Breaking Bad, towards the end of Breaking Bad, you... I really don't like Walter White. Like, I think he's a terrible person. But I never really watched The Sopranos, and I'm like, oh, Tony's, like, just a terrible guy. And I think it shows the brilliance of the show because there's no one good on that show. Because even Carmella, as great, as strong as she is, she admits early on, yeah, I mean, I did this because I just wanted a fancy house. I did this because, you know, I was... The money attracted me. Well, but she... she no, I mean, she's like... She made concessions. She's a typical, like, mob wife, though. Like, she like, kind of like... She knew what she was getting mm-hmm. into. She into, knew, yeah, yeah, yeah. She knew that she had to make... And I think that's, like... I think anyone can relate to that because you can't have it all in real life, whether you're in the mob or not. Like, you can't have everything, and you can't have it all at once. So I feel like you have to make certain sacrifices for other things and so you're kind of always outweighing these choices like you know and so she said yeah I wanted to have these nice things you know she didn't grow up in that environment like she wanted all these things that he provided and then you know what does she do in turn is that she sort of has to look the other way so she sort of has like this I don't I wouldn't say it's a loveless marriage but at least like the things that come with what you would think a marriage would be the affection those kinds of things she knows okay he's doing her he's doing other people on the side or like he's so she has to like sort of look the other way because yeah and i think a good juxtaposition is the whole thing with uh furio no with no 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 with pussy's wife the carpenter oh no, the no, wife no, no. like you know how she's like oh, i'm gonna divorce him and i'm and this she never in does like season two but she never does but she's all about this and then so carmela sees that and is like interesting but then it's funny like she gives her advice to say because it's something that Carmela would want to do and she's thought about but then she tells her no but you shouldn't do it like you're going to regret it like and that's what makes their I think that's what makes their big blow up later like so so good like like, because you know you know all the things that she's put up with and tolerated even though she knew what she was getting into but like uh, that I think that's what gives all that that huge moment so much power though and they were because, talking, like, they were they were the entire cast during the interview I was watching all brought that episode up too, like how powerful. It's so, that I mean, it's was. it's strong. And like, I mean, those are like that uh, again. That's good writing, but also it's just two pros, like just being really good at what she, they do. And she didn't know he was gonna punch the wall, so she was like legitimately scared when he punched the wall, because she didn't know he was gonna do that. So that just like yeah, was, like two pros, like you said. Um, all right. And I, and I think also what makes Tony, like, pretty grounded, too, and I, I'm, like, glad that they did on this show, all the sessions that he has with Jennifer. Yes. Like, oh, like I think so that, great. like, and I, I, I think including that, like, makes that, like, also made him more grounded grounded and more real. Like, if you're getting to know, like, all the things that are going on in his head and what he's feeling and, like, all that stuff. Like, I thought that was, I think, I really thought that was an interesting thing to include on the show like that. Uh, and I, I think I kind of what separates it from, probably for most other like you know stories about the mob and like the people in that environment like to kind of get into the inner workings of this dude's mind uh it was just really interesting oh so weird like talking about it now like it just uh, forgot how good a lot of that stuff was yeah uh ryan do you have any favorites or dislikes i mean i i was about to ask you guys fav- what's your guys favorite gumar <laughs> my favorite gumar uh i actually uh 
I think I like the original the best, the Russian. The Russian? Yeah. You see, uh, yeah, I ag- I would agree, but then she, you know, just went way too crazy for me in the end. I'm actually going to go with the Cadillac dealer. No, I hate her so much. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I love her. Not hey, because you, you, you hate I, her. Dude, well, he, you know what the thing that pissed me off the most is? I love a good fucking steak. When she throws that steak at him <laughs> in, se- in season three, you know, you know, yep. that's, like a, that's like a $50 steak that she just threw at his head. You can't eat that anymore. Nah, she's fucking nuts, though. I I don't like her. I, don't, I mean, I get her point, like, why she's there. Like, because she needed to cause more friction, too. But, ah, no, 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 no. So, yeah. Uh, like, so, like, I, I like the scene where she just picks up Carmella, when she takes Carmella on that drive, I was like, oh, you bitch. You yeah. Oh, when she does that, I'm like, oh, you, kinda, you de- you're dead. I kind of <laughs> like the Hispanic Gumada he had in season four and five. Yeah. She was okay. And Jen's like, oh, my God, I can't believe we're talking about favorite Gumas. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to, without giving away too much information, <laughs> me and uh, Case were talking about someone Gumas? between our lives. Well, no. Who recently went through a breakup? And I'm like, she. You do realize that she was pretty much his guma. It's <laughs> like, okay, yeah. I'm like, okay, good. <laughs> it was a Mercedes dealership. Yeah, the Mercedes dealership. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I I do have a list. I'm gonna run it through quick. Um. So my favorite characters, I have Pauly five, Chris four, th- Sylvia three, Carmela two, and then obviously Tony one. My most disliked. Um. This is a low key deep cut because it's more towards season six. But I fucking hated him. Uh, Vito Jr.? I don't know if you guys remember that. Yeah. yeah I'm re- I'm still rewatching, but yeah, so it's still He fresh is a me. little fucking prick. <laughs> even, like, I yeah. mean, despite what happens to his dad, even before his dad, you know, went through what he went through and got killed, um, he's a piece of shit, that kid. Like, I would have beat the shit out of him. Like, he, oh, so brutal. And he's not the only kid on the list, and I know G wants to touch on that. Um <laughs> Philly Otardo is my number four. Um, Anthony Jr. is my number three. I don't hate Meadow as much as I hate Anthony Jr. Uh, oh, really? I have a question. All right, here's a question <laughs> with, the, with Meadow and the character. So if you guys remember, uh, I know for me it's a lot more recent and fresh in memory, so if you guys remember, um, the uh, when she dated the uh, African-American kid. I felt bad, and then, I felt bad for that. And then... When she, uh, but then when uh, the mom goes and visits and she wants to talk to the daughter, I think he, and personally, I think he was out of line. Yeah, he he's did. like, when he's yeah. like, I'm not going anywhere. He's like, I'm not leaving. I'm like, no, I'll be like, no, you get the fuck out. Okay, I'm with you. Um, we'll get, practicing. We'll get, yeah, we'll get back. <laughs> we'll get back to the ki- we'll get back to the kids in a second. I just want to finish this off. So uh, number two, I have a tie with Ralph and Jackie Jr. I couldn't stand Jackie Jr. <laughs> Oh, uh, both of them. And number one, it should be on everyone's number one list is fucking Janice. Oh, it's Janice. It's Janice. <laughs> okay, so she's on a list of like hated TV characters in general. It's Janice. <laughs> she's on like a bunch of lists. <laughs> she is fucking miserable. I but like credit, and you know, that's what makes credit, her awesome in I my opinion. Credit well, to the, the Parky, who plays her Parky, because whatever her, yeah, I don't know her fucking her name. That's just good. That's just good acting, oh, man. Oh my god. I mean, that's just like if you if she makes you hate her that much, yeah, like. That's just good acting. She's so and, like, I mean, she was written that way to be that shrill and annoying. I mean, I don't think, like, that's, like, an accident. No, <laughs> like, I'm sure it isn't. And she's, like, too but, like, uh, like It's just funny. Like, I I think we had a, like, we were looking at a list of, like, characters that, like, 
suck. And she's on so many of them. Some of them are like in the top five. Terrible, that's why. Um, but she is a very good actress, so I will give her that. Yeah. Yeah, the fact that she can make so many hated lists just shows you that made her that much. Yeah, yeah. And it and it's good. Like it's true what you said, G. She's not hated because of the actress. No, no, no. It's not. It's not. She's not doing a bad job. It's like she's doing a good job. Like that's a good job. That's just the way the character was written. But like I like my mom hates her. Like okay, so like my mom like uh, the trailer is like one of her favorite shows. But like weekly, I just remember my mom and she's like, I just fucking hate this bitch. (laughs) Go off. Dave, who's worse, Janice or or Skylar? Janice. Janice. Yeah, Janice. Cause Skylar, you progressively begin to hate her. Like Janice is from like, it's like right, off the, right off the bat. Right off the bat, <laughs> right off the bat you're like, there, I don't like you. I remember I was uh uh two, 13, 14 when I started watching Sopranos and uh I started in season two actually, so I saw season two before one and then Janice is in the first episode. I'm like, Who the fuck is this annoying mad bitch? <laughs> and then like she progressively gets worse and then when she's man, I love me some bacala and like Oh yeah. Like was she she like destroyed that man. <laughs> but yeah so in terms of the kids i it's is it a tv thing man because like i don't like a walt jr so, like we talked about like i was going to bring that up like on shows like this usually i don't like the children <laughs> and like i i don't know what it, like i never really had that much of an issue with meadow like I feel like she was just kind of there. Like I mean, she I thought really, she was like, too righteous at one point. That was my yeah, problem. Yeah, she was. With her. She was. I knew. I agree with that. And like, I don't think like, and I think early on, a lot of them didn't have like a lot to like kind of play with. Like, like when when you're a kid on those shows, like, I think you're automatically going to be the least interesting people when you're like against like, in the case of that show, against like all those other guys and ladies who are like really good. So it's hard for you to stand out. But then like someone like AJ, like, um. It's not the actor's fault, I don't think. Maybe. What, a- what AJ uh, <laughs> I think the thing is, like, he doesn't he have he much really of an arc until six. Right, right. Like, so he didn't really take off. Yeah, exactly. I don't think like, so. He's I the same he had, character throughout, pretty much. I think much. he had an arc through two. Not through one, no. He didn't really do much. I, don't know. I mean, he does have, like, one of my favorite moments, like, involves him. But, like, it's just... it. I don't know what it is. Like, I mean, it's not just that show. There's something about the kids. I don't know if they just don't make. You know, weeds. I didn't care for the kids. Now you mentioned that. <laughs> like it's like it. Oh, and weeds. Yeah. It's the like, same thing. Now yeah, exactly. thinking about all the, the, now thinking of like all the kids and all the shows. All I'm like, those yeah, shows, no. like the same thing. On like, I don't know what it is. And like it's it's like the writing is good on those shows. It's just like there's something about them that doesn't really stand out. And I think it's like hard for them to stand out against a, the much bigger. Story and bigger actors they're playing against. Um, in the case, I just thought AJ a lot of times was just annoying. I just, I, uh, I never got annoyed with Meadow. I used to get annoyed with AJ on a semi-regular basis. Oh, see, I'm the exact opposite. I got annoyed, especially when she went through her righteous phase. I got really annoyed with Meadow. It could have been because I had a crush on Jamie Lynn Sigler back in the day. (laughs) Oh yeah, no, she was very. We all maybe had a crush on Meadow. Yeah, no. no, no why, did, why did like why did she take off? Like why like well I guess the kids aren't that great, but why I wonder like you would think like being on a show like that that like, you would kind of like advance to something you know good after that. Has it really like, been I anyone to really she, take off from the what show? What has she done after? She had that? a few like comedy shows like, she was on that went on that oh, like, she was on. that kind of ended up getting canceled too. So oh. that was another thing. And then she is also suffering from. Um, what is it? Is it? Is it MS? 
Oh, am I going to feel bad? Well, no, I feel like a bastard. Sorry. So, <laughs> she has, um, hold on, I'll get you the correct. She, like a, she's going through real life shit, and I'm like, why are you working? <laughs> yeah, so why she, are you not entertaining me? <laughs> hate me, has, Meadow. <laughs> she has, uh, so she has MS. So she's. Damn it, Jen, I feel bad now. <laughs> okay, and she has two kids. She's like, she got married, she has two kids. But, um, yeah, as she was first diagnosed with Lyme disease. And then I guess they realized when they did the testing and stuff that she has MS. Did you know that uh, AJ played bully number one in Daredevil? I don't know which one that is, but uh... <laughs> wait, Daredevil like the Ben Affleck movie? The Ben Affleck movie. <laughs> well, look at that. He hasn't, a, he hasn't done a lot. I'm just yeah, like... I was gonna say, has there really been anyone to really take off from Sopranos? Well, like, she, I mean, but she's already been the thing. But like, she did Nurse Jackie after the Sopranos. And won a lot of stuff for that. And she was on uh-huh. the, uh, the Menendez Brothers show. Yeah, she did. She got nominated for the... I wish they would have kept that going. It was actually pretty good. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, she's one of those people I think that will consistently work, like, in TV. Uh, yeah. um, but, Lauren, I mean, Lorraine Bracco, I mean, has she done much? I mean, I know she was, like, big from, like, Goodfellas and stuff. That That's what part they... I guess they wanted her to play Carmela at first. They did, but she, she refused. Was, uh, she was on... Rizzoli and Isles. What the fuck is that? Oh, you would watch Rizzoli? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? So, like, low-key, I used to want to watch Rizzoli and Isles because, like, it all goes back to, like, who I have a crush on. I used to, like, think Angie Harmon was, like, gorgeous. <laughs> and, like, I tried watching it, and it's not good. I hope you didn't watch it, Jen. No, you it probably. wasn't bad. Of I mean, I only saw, did. like, an episode or two, but it was really my mom who watched it, so it would always course, be, like, on. Oh, my mom likes Rizzoli. She was, like, all mad when he got canceled. <laughs> yeah, my mom was so upset. She tried to save it. Like Nashville. I know. My mom used to Nashville? watch. Hey, what's up with uh, Kira Sedgwick, the closer? My mom used to love that too. <laughs> My mom actually didn't watch the closer. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm glad that you remember Rizzoli and Isles. <laughs> like David's reaction, it was worth it. What the fuck is that? <laughs> what is that? What is it about? It's like a cop, it's a cop show. So Andrew yeah, think... plays a cop. On the other one's a medical examiner. I'm out. Out. Yeah, say, it looks like a female buddy cop movie meets Bones from the commercials. Yeah, I say. It was, it was, that's a good description. Oh, <laughs> all right, so let me let me run down um, some of the. Actually, since he mentioned we we've been kind of talking about, it, uh, I just want to also point out uh, with the Sopranos, Goodfellas stuff, how a uh, Aid's parents were uh, Karen's parents. Were they really? And, yeah, you didn't rec- you, The minute you heard the voice, you did not recognize that the voice for the mother. <laughs> the mother. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Whoa, are you serious? Yeah, I'm nine tenths positive. That's the, it's the same parents. Holy At least shit. the same mother. I mean, I I read an article. I forgot the exact number because I didn't write it down. But they on the Sopranos. There's over sixty people that were in Goodfellas that were in the Sopranos. Oh yeah, I mean you got everyone from you know Spider is that, is to. That, is that paying homage or that's just stereotyping? Folks? I think it's paying homage. Okay. That's a little bit of both. <laughs> I think it's both. Like, just get the cast of Goodfellas. <laughs> That's a little bit a, of typecasting. <laughs> you need a paying job, so this is what's going to help you with that. Yeah, but also, it's also smart because it also helps, like, oh, it will make people, like, say, like, you know, like, myself, Dave, and, like, uh, uh, and people who love any kind of mafioso movie or love, the, or love Goodfellas in particular, you know, will be like, oh, crap, it's this. Oh, and they will pay, you know, homage to certain scenes and moments in the movie, and they'll even mention it or, you know, kind of allude to it in this. And I, that's one thing I loved about Sopranos as well. Yeah. 
Um, all right, so let me just run through some of my favorite moments. You guys can chime in with yours. Uh, I'll run through them quick. I have some. Uh, I, I love the finale of season one, and it's just it's very subtle, like when they're having dinner at Artie's. Um, when, and uh, it's kind of a message that you can take for the rest of the series, and Tony's like, I'll I like to propose a toast to my family. Someday soon you're going to have families of your own. And if you're lucky, you'll remember the little moments like this. And then uh, Anthony Jr. brings that up in the actual last scene. And he's talking about always remember the little moments and stuff. So I, I like that callback. Oh, yeah. Um, I also love the f- the final scene of the show. That's one of my favorite moments oh, on the very, show. Very controversial. Very controversial, but it's still one of my favorite. And I've What's noticed funny is that it's on it's on list of like best finales and then like worst. <laughs> it's funny because HBO actually put this week uh, fans chose their favorite sh- episodes on the series and they put like a playlist together, and that was on it. So I think it's grown a lot of love to- towards the finale in the last like ten years. Um, I have. Uh, I like the scene. It's also very subtle where Melfi almost tells Tony about her rape. Yeah. It's, kind of, it's like her moment of crossing to the dark side and she decides not to cross to the dark side where she knows that he would take care of it. And I think it's after she finds out where they let him go with the cops. Got yeah, no, it's, it's at the very end of the same scene. It's on my list and it's, it's so awesome because he, she sees uh, like, is everything okay? It's, yeah, sorry. Um, in that scene where she he asks, "Is everything okay?" and she has that moment of staring, like just staring at him. And even to this day, I still hope I you know forget that she doesn't do it. And I'm yeah. like, "Do it, sick him, get the bastard, cut his dick off." Yeah, because no. <laughs> Tony would have taken care of that with the quickness, but it it would have broken her morale, her morality, and it kind of like they would be the same in terms of the oh meeting. the meetings wouldn't be feel the same if they were exactly. Her. But going back to the worst characters, her fucking doctor and her hu- husband can go suck a fat one. <laughs> they were both annoying as shit. Like yeah, I don't, I don't like that. That doctor's a character actor that Jen probably has seen as some bogus trash show. So. <laughs> Jen, our resident bogus trash show. Actor. <laughs> um, so only Island. <laughs> my top three moments of the show for me. I I think you guys would agree on this. My number. Th- Three, I I think it's season one, ep- which is one of my favorite episodes, is uh, when Tony kills the rat when in the college episode. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's the first time you see five episodes where Tony is trying to, you see him as the family man and you see him as you know the the pseudo Don, but you never see him commit the crime. Yeah. So the fact that you see him actually kill someone. It kind of transitions Tony to, all right, this guy is not fucking around. And in terms of the show, you see, I think you see the guy uh, in the first episode, Chrissy kills. You, I think he kills him off screen. I think this is the first murder on screen, too. So it shows like this show is not going to be your typical television show. Um, number two is we, Jen and G mentioned it earlier. I have Adriana's confession where she tells Chrissy that she's a rat. And, yeah, uh, that was a hard one. It's hard. That was because uh, I like because you like her. I mean, I mean, I liked her. I liked her. Uh, I do. Uh, uh, yeah, and, no, like, you kind of hope that, like, I think you hope what she hopes that, like, you know, because they like love each other, that uh, things won't go the way that you know it's gonna go. Mm-hmm. And uh, but then it does, <laughs> and it's very disappointing. I mean, I, I I get it had to happen, 
uh, it's just hard because you do like her and like yeah, and then I, I don't know, like I, I, that one always stands out to me because like I, you know, this was back before like I I didn't read this was when you weren't reading spoilers about what's going to happen on your shows and like all that stuff, so I didn't know it was that was I mean she was a regular I knew that on a show like that like anyone could like go, but like I wasn't really expecting it and then and it happened so I don't know it was that was a tough one. Boy, did it happen. Um, and then I think my one uh, is the fight in season four with uh, Tony and Carmella. So that yeah, that so they won an Emmy, they he won an Emmy for that, and she did. And in the writing, uh, they they that's what they submitted for that particular season. It won, and it won, uh, that, that's the first year it actually won drama. So it won writing. So drama like and, and yeah, and like and honestly, like uh, I I kind of watched that scene like a lot leading up to this. It's just so good. Like it's it's like these are two really good actors just fully committed to like the to their characters like these are people that know the characters in and out so it's just like it that's when it kind of like transcends acting a bit where you just feel like you're watching two real people go at it yep and like and then you've been watching all the show for so long and you know what he's put her through and what she's dealt with and what she's accepted and what she knows that she's accepted and like she. To her, to finally have her like verbally speak out and be like, "This is what she has issues with, and this is what she's not going to take anymore." Like that, like it's just really, it was really good. Yep. However, I heard that like um, the creator of the show like what kind of fought with, uh, kind of like the whole idea of splitting them up because like he was like that doesn't really like happen too often in that world really. So like he really didn't know if he should really toy with it. But it, it, it kind of just felt natural that it would get to that point because based on like everything that that was that makes it, everything that happened between them leading up to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do you guys have any different moments that you guys want to mention, or that's pretty much covered? Um, uh, I like. I mean, when we do our episodes, Chris. I'll get more into my moments. Okay. Uh, the intervention stuff with Chris, I thought was really good. Uh, oh like, yeah. Uh, I'm glad you. I think I talking about like real moments like when you talk about like you know like tony you know seeing a shrink and like all like like all these things that make those characters real like having someone go through something like that like being like i mean ryan mentioned it already but the whole like him being addicted to drugs and all that like it just keeps him like on this show where it's like high on like the mob stuff and it's violent like when you have something that kind of brings it back down to like a a real place and like stuff that everyone like potentially has gone through or like has dealt with someone that's gone through it. I think stuff like that makes that show also really good. Make it keeps it grounded and real. And I thought that I also thought he was really he's a good actor in general, but I just really thought that he was really strong in on that episode too. And then that moment that uh that I mentioned before with uh Dre and DeMatteo and Mike Imperioli that actually got them the Emmy too. They both won yeah. supporting that year for that Yeah, yeah, episode. yeah. So all right, so I'm gonna run through. And then she ended up on Shades of Blue. And uh, she was on uh, Sons one of thing. Anarchy. Yeah, she oh, was yeah, on she Sons was, before yeah. that. Um, oh, and she was on Joey. She played Joey's sister. I forgot. Sorry. The Matt LeBlanc spinoff. Who the fuck I think one... <laughs> <laughs> I watched the first season. I'll say that. Oh, you, watch Birds um, of... you watch Birds of Prey, Ryan. <laughs> oh, I Ryan, I got you, man. I watched I will... One thing I think... This show also does well, and I think is the way it deals with 
race and the way it deals with everything like maybe not like the way and maybe not so much the way it dealt with homosexuality especially with uh what's his face i can't remember his name off the top of my head they didn't didn't handle that very well (laughs) but the way they handled race especially the italian like the italians in america and the way they kind of shed a light on that i think was also very well done the way the show that race was for a very long time at least in new jersey you know yeah you would like yeah, the old school people who would uh, intermingle, they'd be nice, but, you know, like Tony said, yeah, they're friends, but don't want them with the daughter, you know, it's that kind of relationship. But then you have, you know, they would go to each other for hits, you know, like when they wanted uh, the head of New York, you know, taken out, they went to Irvington. <laughs> so I actually and, had an argument with someone because I was talking about, I think we brought this up before, but I, we, I brought it up again because I said we were doing this episode on Sopranos, and I was bringing up how, like, oh, Sopranos changed the game for, like, you know, just, like, being, like, the first successful, like, cable, like, TV show, blah, blah, blah. And this girl was like, well, Sex and the City came out a year before Stop The it. Sopranos. And they were saying that, like, that was a hit on cable before The Sopranos was, and it also got a lot, like, Sex and the City did get nominated for a lot of stuff. It won a lot of stuff. Uh, I don't, like, I, I, okay, I never was into it. I never watched it I mean, I've seen the episode of Sex and the City, but I've never watched it consistently, so I feel like I couldn't judge it. I know I'm going to just throw it out there and just assume that it's not as good as The Sopranos. And, it's not. <laughs> uh, but she was trying to say that, like, why would you take their moment away? Because, like, you know, it came out a year before, and it was HBO's first I, big I'm gonna cable say show. That like, so I'm, I'm going to say I haven't seen Sex and the City. It, was, chime it in. was their first but it show. but it didn't change the game the way fair. the Sopranos did. No, but what I think it had, it was still, it's still a, an impactful show. I don't think it's, I wouldn't say it's better than the Sopranos because it's also, it, it's a very different show. The Sopranos is a because scripted drama. A Sex in the City <laughs> is, it, it's just a different style. So I kind of can't compare both of them. Like mm-hmm. I can't put them to what I can say that they do share is just, the fact that they did, I think they did break some molds for HBO and really hitting it out of the park. So I would even say that, like, they saw, like, the ratings with HBO and the way this was geared towards women, and they were targeting that market. And then it sort of opened it up a little bit to them. Because The Sopranos, women watch it, but it's mainly a male-dominated viewership yeah and it's sort of like you have all these main guys and you have and the women really are second on the show and the same and sprint and the sex in the city women the men are the second on the show they're part of the characters but and much like new jersey's a character in the sopranos manhattan is a character in itself on sex in the city City. so yeah but jersey's better you know so, you know, so what I, what I came down to, I was like, okay, fine. Can we just say, like, both of them were very culturally relevant? And, like, they they did, they both did a lot for, like, not just, I mean, cable TV, but just, like, TV in general. I mean, I, I get what she was trying to say, I, and I couldn't really argue it because I didn't I watch it consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do know that it got a lot of accolades. I do know it's a very, very much a part of, like, pop culture. Like, you know, it... Uh, it was a very significant show, and I know it came out a year before. I just don't, like, I, I can't remember, I'm trying to remember back then, like, what show was being talked about more. Uh, or, maybe, I or maybe it was equally, I don't know, like. Friends? 
I mean, no, I mean between the two of them. No, I think. Oh, between two of them. Oh, I, mean, I, I, I have family that watch both. I think it was it both. It was those from I, I heard more. I mean, I heard about the Sopranos like from family. So. But I think it's dependent on who you spoke to. So I think like if you were talking to women, you were gonna hear more about Sex in the City. Uh, if not necessarily. Were, um, my, my cousin. Mother. My cousin. Uh, I. At least that they can relate back to or that they can go. I mean, she she preferred The Sopranos over Sex in the City. and Who? Uh, I'm not going to mention her name. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but who are you talking about in your family? Someone in your family? You know, my cousin. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, fine. I'll tell you off the air. But uh, she. You have to be that weird. <laughs> she told. She, I just didn't want to mention her name, man. You don't have. Too, you don't you like me calling you Jennifer Ross, you even though everyone say, knows who you are. Yeah, <laughs> you could say, uh, like, uh, you know, R. R didn't order. One of the Ds. Okay, one of the Ds. There you fine. go. You know who it is. Like, um, no, yeah, but... Um, it got so weird. She, she, all right, drop it. Um, she was saying that um, she preferred The Sopranos over Sex and the City, but it's to give or take, each his own, to each his own. I mean, I... Yeah, it's teachers on. I will say though, after so my first big exposure to Sex and the City, other than like a few random episodes, was seeing the fucking movie. And then when I saw the movie, I was like, "How the hell did this get like win yeah, so much stuff?" Or like, like it's awful. And I was like, "It was it just better as a show?" Because I remember it was winning a ton of shit when it was like in its heyday. Like it was like a big comedic show. Like people loved it. And I was like, I don't understand. Like, maybe it just doesn't work as a film. <laughs> it was better as a show. The, the movies were okay. I don't think we need... We definitely didn't need a second movie. And even the first... I think it's because they sort of didn't end the show. They wow. ended the show Can, well enough, but let, not exactly in the exact well, way that, 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 that kind of brings wanted. up the point. Like, if they if you got a Soprano, like, would you want, like, that to be a movie? Well, we are getting a movie. <laughs> We are getting a movie, but like, I mean, I guess, like, would you be happy with like? Do you think they could it could still work as a I, with I think, what with what he wants to do for the movie? I think it'll work. I think this could work as a movie only because this is an hour long show. Sex and the City was thirty minutes tops. It was more comedic. It was not really that dramatic. It really wasn't that dramatic except for like certain moments. And I um, guess like David yeah. Chase kind of approached The Sopranos as a film on TV. Yeah, I'm the fun. I, oh. I, I was curious to what the RT score of Sex in the City as a series is. If it's only seventy-one, because it's mostly men writing it. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> mostly men going like, "What's this trash female show?" <laughs> and it's funny like, because a few years he's like, later, women that age don't have sex. A few years later, we got Entourage, which is like the male Sex in the City. Yeah, so I, mean, I love Entourage. So. Uh, but, but yeah, like, but you, I, I feel like you wouldn't get shows like. Entourage and like yeah. I, I mean I guess like Entourage not a comparison with Sopranos but I think it, it just opens up like Sopranos opened up a huge door for like these shows that we have now like like shows like Ray Donovan or Homeland I don't think you would have these like if it wasn't for big, the Sopranos like, yeah I these, think it's like big scope shows without the Sopranos the golden age of television that we are in right now is thanks to the Sopranos and yeah the Sopranos is I mean I, I think I, I think like all these limited series that kind of approach their stuff like almost like they're making a movie I think they owe a debt to like the Sopranos too. Totally agree. Like then, I don't think you would have like agree. a crime story or like sharp objects or any of those other things. Like if it wasn't for the Sopranos. And then uh, to finish up on the RT score, uh, the Sopranos is ninety two on RT with an audience score of ninety seven. 
Oh, who's that motherfucker? Who's the one motherfucker that didn't like it? Or right. two? <laughs> uh, to, <laughs> Screw to, that guy. <laughs> to rank the seasons, season one of The Sopranos is actually 100% certified on Rotten Tomatoes. Season two, 93. Season three is 100. Season four, 90. Season five, 92. Season six, 89 certified. And season six, part two is 83 certified. I, I, I can see why, because it's a shorter season and... They crunch a lot into the last uh, nine episodes. But, yeah, to, to finish up, because we're running a little long on this, uh, my some honorable mentions on favorite episodes. I have Kennedy and Heidi from Season 6, Episode 18. That's the one where uh, Tony kills Christopher. Um, I don't know how you guys feel, but by the end of it, I was already kind of done with Christopher. Cause... I, but it's still uh, hard, though. You like, yeah. I mean, yeah, you. I was done with him, too. But, like, when, you, like, when you've been around the characters that long, it's still, like, Tough, and the way <laughs> and who and ha- everything Ow. surrounding it. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, um, I have. Yes. Um, I have. Like, I, I, I will tell you, like the Sopranos. Like watching the Sopranos, like would always have me shook. I, I was like, I didn't know like who would like like you be invested in certain people. Like, but then well, they might die next you week. Better not watch, <laughs> you better never watch Game of Thrones, buddy. Oh yeah, I, I would probably feel the same way considering yeah. how people talk about it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I also have his honorable mention, Soprano home movies. That's uh. Season six, episode thirteen. I like that a lot because it has a uh, dichotomy of them just chilling out, but with one the 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 beef that always is there with Janice and Tony. And I actually like the Bacalov beats fucks them up. I actually like that. <laughs> um, I like uh, also honorable mention season four, episode nine. Whoever did this, that's when Tony kills Ralph because fuck Ralph. Yeah, that's um, on my honorable. This is a personal favorite in terms of nothing out of the ordinary happens it's just a, but it's the first episode that i saw that i was like oh my god this is like you know really really good i really felt with this episode was this is from season two episode six the happy wanderer that's the one with robert patrick where tony takes over uh his uncle's executive game the card game yeah that's on that's actually on my uh Honorable mention as well. Yeah, like it's a. Fi- I don't know. There's just something about it that I've already. I've yeah, I, the only I liked about it was showing the in one episode the progression from hey, you, you know, we go back a long time with the guy who owns the sports place to money. exactly to everything that happens with him. I think that's and how quickly that happens. And I think that's one thing I loved about that episode. <laughs> I'm kind of dying looking at someone like other people's lists because like it's just funny the titles. It's just like Big Pussy gets whacked, Richie gets whacked, uh, Ralphie gets whacked, Adriana gets whacked, Fabian well, gets whacked. Like, like that, that's their favorite moments in order. <laughs> um, I'll run through my ten through f- through six real quick. Oh, ten through five. I'll just do ten through five real quick. Uh, I have uh, season six, episode tw- uh, twenty. I have uh, actually no, I'm lying. I have I dream of Jeezy, Jeannie Kuzumano, which is the season tw- uh, season one episode. 12 that's the finale of second to last or the finale where they pretty much tony takes over and kills of kills all of junior's buddies so i like that uh number nine i have the blue comet season six episode 20 that's the second to last episode of the show where uh bakala dies and they pretty much kill off sill where new york takes over and they hit the mattresses it like you hear in the godfather uh episode for number seven, I have Employee of the Month. That's the episode that Melfi gets raped, and we talked about the moment on that one. Yeah. Uh, number six is a popular one, and I have it a little lower than others. Uh, I have season three, episode 11. I have the Pine Barrens episode. So it's hilarious. Uh, that's really love good. that episode. It's really funny, but 
but I've never thought of it as one of the, you know, top three or top four like everyone else does. I get it, and Steve Buscemi directed it. Um, it's oh, wow. it's really really funny, like that interior decorator thing. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, I just love the like the growth and that really the spotlight on on uh Paulie and Chris. And Chris I, that's yeah. one thing. I'm, yeah. Um, and my number five, I have Funhouse, which is the season finale of a uh, season two. Mm -hmm. uh, where they kill pussy and i think season two is the only season that really doesn't end on a cliffhanger like everything gets tied up neatly on season two like season three is like like fucking metal runs away after fucking jackie jr gets killed all that nonsense but yeah that's my that's my uh that's my auto 10 through 5 do you guys have any do you guys have um um, I have some honorable mentions. Whoever did this, like you said, the knight in satin armor. Uh, that's when what's his face gets whacked. Um, oh my god, what's his name? Uh, from now I'm blanking on his name. I you just must watched have not it. Liked it that much. I no, I did. I just his name is escaping me. <laughs> Ralphie. Um, no, not Ralphie. No, I have, he's Richie? further on the list. Uh, yeah, oh, Richie. Ralphie. Ralphie. When Ralph dies. No, that's not when Ralph not dies. Ralph, uh, Richie. Jackie Richie April. Richie April, yes. Um, I said it. <laughs> Army of One, another topic as well. And then for my ten through five, I have the Happy Wander as well. College, that's the one where him and Mel and they whack the guy. So good. So that is so good because like, like you have her doing like you know like real stuff like you know she's trying yeah. to figure out what's cool. and then like and then like his personal like business life intersects with. Having to like help uh, hold, her do that. I would, that I would, like, that's like, that's I, a really interesting like I def, like I would definitely like, economy on that show. I would like, definitely hold on college. Just all right. Like, and, like, uh, it's, number like, a really good episode. Eight is long term parking. That's uh that's season so five. Low, man. That's so yeah, low. that's actually higher on my that's list. Very high on my list. I didn't do ten. I just did five because it was a little harder for me to come up with ten. But. Um, number seven. Yeah, I, I, it's a good episode. Trust me. The rest, it was really hard for like the. This was really hard for me because, as I said before, I see the entire show as one long running movie. Like, so I actually had to sit down and make the list and cut each episode. Like, see each episode, remember which one was which. Especially since I've been binging, so it really has run like one. So, making the list was probably the, this is probably the hardest list I've ever had to make for you. Um. Number seven, Made in America, the series finale. Um, it's funny because I wanted to go back and rewatch this one in particular just because everyone talks about the ending, but no one really talks about the episode as a whole. It's really and, like, I, and I'll talk about it in a little bit because that's on my list as well. Um, everything essentially on the show gets tied up. I don't think there's any. Exactly. Really loose, there's one loose end, but I think it co coincides with the actual fading to black. But I'll talk about that a little later. And number six, join the club, which is um, in season six. It's right after Tony goes into the hospital. It's the first of the two parts. I don't like any of those, to be honest with you. Oh, we're going to have issues later. Yeah, I don't. I do not like any of the ones where he's in a coma. I, I think they drag a substantial amount. Really? Yeah, I do. And that's I'm like, surprised. Yeah, and me, like I, I don't mind slow pace shit, but they, 
I I get the parallel with him if he had a diff a regular life, and I get it, but I, I it just didn't do it for me. Uh, yeah, I'm going to talk about the other half in a little bit. Jen, you can hold off because you have five. G, did you make a list or you just have? Yeah, six? I made a list too. Oh, cool. Um, so at ten, I have uh, the second coming in season six, episode nineteen. Uh, oddly enough, it's an AJ episode. Uh, it's when he uh, tries to commit suicide. <laughs> yeah, that's a powerful moment. I like that. Um, uh, that's why I mean, like that. If anything, that's like the only true, like I guess AJ centric thing I like about it. Like just the idea of like kind of growing up and you're like father's like shadow and like you kind of you know what he does you kind of want he, he feel like i guess like he wasn't quite living up you know uh i thought that was just a really it's a really powerful moment too when he like goes in and like saves him too i thought it was really good uh nine i have the strong silent type that's the uh christopher intervention episode okay. which i really like that's from season four episode 10 uh i actually have college at uh eight and we already talked about why I like that while he was talking about his uh, seven I have whoever did this from season four episode nine that's when uh, Ralphie gets killed yeah <laughs> yeah uh, and then at six I had uh, Funhouse season two episode 13 when uh, Big Pussy gets yep. <laughs> <laughs> alright um, also because it's one of the big it was like the first big significant uh, yeah murder yeah so it, that was like one of the like first times I was like, well, no one's safe, I guess. Um, <laughs> so like I'll, regulars on the show. <laughs> I'll run through my fourth. I actually like the big pussy character though. I thought he was. No, like, I you know, great character. He's very. He's like he just. I'm sure it's like one big stereotype, but it's really funny. <laughs> I think. I think it's the for some reason one of the funniest moments that I always remember on the show is literally from the pilot when uh, Junior wants to kill Pussy Bubbins, not Bubbinsara, the Pussy Malanga. And uh, Hesh is talking to Tony, and he's like, oh, I uh, I heard that Junior wants to kill Pussy Pop and Sarah. He's like, big pussy. My pussy? No. <laughs> <laughs> I just always thought that was really well delivered. It was really funny. Uh, so, yeah, so I'll go through my four through two real quick. So my four is the series finale, Made in America. Uh, I have said before, I, I even from the beginning, I loved What was it. your number five? Yeah, your five. Oh, I said my number five. My number five was Funhouse. Okay. Uh, number four was like I said, made in America. To this day, I mean, when I rewatched the series like a month or two ago, I, I think it, watching it straight through, it really hits you the finale. But it's very, very, and David Chase said in an interview this week too, you were never really a fan of the show if you expected anything but what you got in terms of the finale because the show like was that. always trying to be different. It was never going to end the way you expected it to end. And it goes, and it's, he also well, said, you know how people, people don't like those ambiguous endings, man. Like, yeah. like, some people, some people want that like definite, like this is what happens to the characters. I need to know, like he dies or like he like retired. Like what they want something. They want like a full on resolution. No, I, I know I, my mom wasn't initially happy with it. She wanted answers. She likes it more now. It, but at the time, she was a little pissed off. You know, like, <laughs> it goes back to what Ryan said. Like, yeah, we got the fade to black, but we, I would have been pissed if we never got a resolution with New York. You kill Phil Leotardo. That was the emphasis of the sixth season, essentially, was Phil Leotardo yeah. taking over New York and then the beef with New York and Jersey. And you kill and the Phil FBI Leotardo. agent, we, we're going to do it. <laughs> like, you kill Phil, Phil Leotardo. You get your conclusion. You get everything tied up. Like, um, Paulie becomes captain. So everything, the only thing that doesn't get tied up is that during the diner, Tony says that they're going to prosecute or they're going to they're going to go after him 
So and then Carlo's gonna testify. It's the only thing they really is left open, but I think it coincides with the fading to black because you choose your ending and life goes on and our time with the Sopranos is over. That's the way I've always looked at it. Or you could look at it that he died. It just it's good that it's open to interpretation after all these years. Um, my number three is White Caps for men- reasons we've mentioned throughout the episode. I think it's the longest episode on the show, on the series, and probably the best acting on the series with Carmela and Edie Falco and James Gandolfini. And then my number two is Long Term Parking, uh, just for that scene and Adriana's death. I actually think they respected the character of Adriana so much that they didn't even kill her on screen. Yeah, I, so I thought that was interesting. That um, I think that had a lot to do with it. I was like, because uh, I was talking to a friend about the episode, and they were like, "Why didn't you actually see it?" And I think that had a lot to do with like one, like you said, the respect for the character, and like kind of how like maybe a testament to like Drake Mateo and how she played her, and looks like just like she wasn't like you know unlikable or anything like that. I think that I think it would have been I think it would have been rough to kill her on screen. Agreed. I mean, it probably it probably would have been powerful too, though. I mean, it probably would. It would have hit home, but I. It was also, I think, it was uh, powerful in its own way that you don't see it. Yeah. Like you know, you already know. Your mind's already like kind of made up what's going to happen, and I like, sometimes what you don't see is more powerful than what you do see. So. And you, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but when I saw her in the car, and you know, and Tony's like that he he fell off the wagon, that Chrissy fell off the wagon. I was like, oh, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. I think he. Yeah. And, uh, and you I know, like, you saw it coming. You're like, yeah, no, nah. I'm all right. <laughs> I think, I, like. <laughs> I, think I, I don't think any death made me tear up on the show. I can't think of anything. But uh, well, my, well, it was so funny. Like my mom's like kind of like a verbal person when she watches stuff, as you can probably imagine. And then like the whole time she was like, well, baby, why you got to be a rat? You're going to die. <laughs> 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 Remember that distinctly. And, they ca- <laughs> and I re- I never, until I rewatched it, they carried that storyline for two years. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So, that's, that's like, and that's like another testament of really good writing. Cause like sometimes you can't like stretch shit like that out that long. Uh, and they, I mean, like, I, I just feel like, like there's certain shows where I feel like they knew exactly what they were doing and where they were going. And like, I think that's a good example. That show is a really good example of like, we know where we're kind of headed and we're not kind of doing this like, you know, year by year, like, oh, I wonder what we're gonna do this year. Lost. Uh, <laughs> I think I think it had a clear focus. Agreed. All right, uh, Jen, you had five through two. Okay, so my number five is Pine Barrens because I do actually <laughs> really like the episode. Yeah. I don't know. I do. I like the the, the relationship building. It's it's a good episode. So I didn't know looking it up that Steve uh, Steve Buscemi directed that episode. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that until you said that, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. Yeah, I know that either. Uh, number four, long-term parking. Oh, I was so sad. Cause she, <laughs> uh, we've had that similar reaction. Like, because <laughs> yeah, she was always one of my favorite characters on the show. I don't know. I just always liked her. Um, I didn't realize like upon rewatching, um, you know, like her and Christopher's relationship was decent, I guess, but he really like treated her like shit. For all, well, all the man treated their women like shit. Well, they, <laughs> they did, but I just felt like I don't know. I felt like since Christopher was younger and like he should have known, like she was always trying to make him better or trying to always, at least in the beginning, she was always yeah, trying yeah. to not change him, but like try to give him something and encourage him in his like dreams and his stuff. What do you What are you saying? I, I just I'm just thinking about right now. I love how she said his name, Christopher. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like he just like always there was always something, and then always she, he was always trying to bring her down, and like all that shit, and like that betrayal. You know, I mean the fact I get it, I know what she did, but then at the same time it's like he didn't even bother to like look the other way for her. Like it was just. Well, he was going to get killed if he did. Well, he was going to get killed yeah. for a lot of the stupid shit he did. Yeah. Like, they, season. they normally, like, off women? No. That's why I was like, I, Well, that was no. always, like, that's so I thought that was, like, a, I, so, I mean, I used to hear that, like, in, I, in general, but they didn't. I didn't know if that was, like, a real fact or not. So that's what makes me think that Tony didn't die in that diner if we're really going to look at the end. Because if there's one thing that I've read in, in high school when I did, like, papers on the mob is that family never gets touched. No matter what, family never gets touched. So, I've always been under the impression that that still holds true to whatever. Goes but on throughout the on. series, yeah, throughout the series, they do build the idea. They do play with, you know, oh, they'll play with the rules. But sometimes a lot of people won't play by the rules, like when it's convenient for them. Mm-hmm. So it could be. So I'm just saying, and against that idea, they could like, oh, screw, just take out the entire pain in the ass family. Yeah, and it, it just doesn't make to me. It doesn't make any sense for him to get killed because they pieced it out in New York. So, but that's we already talked about that. I, so. I think he had an attack. That's why I think happened. I think he had another attack at, at the very end. Oh, a panic attack. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Jen. Number three, white caps. Oh, I think that was my number three. Yeah. Uh, Hello. Really, that for? was their biggest blowout. <laughs> yeah. So, well, they I, got a, they didn't get a divorce. They split up. After, right, right. Yeah. But it was the strong. It was a strong episode for both. Number two, Made in America. So I was like watching this live, obviously, when it aired, and then all of a sudden the TV goes black, and I start yelling from my room, "What the fuck?" Oh, you and know, your cable went out. I thought, my, <laughs> I thought my cable went out, and I was like, "No!" And then I like leave my room and I go to tell my mom, I'm "Like, mom, did your box go out?" And she's like, "No." It's fine. Like, she was watching TV, and I was like, what the hell? And then I... Your mom's never seen The Sopranos? No, she hasn't. And then as I come back into my room, I see then it cuts to the credits, and I was like, oh, okay. So at first, I wasn't really a fan of that ending, per se, but then after, like, I thought about it some more, and I was like, okay, all right, I get it. I've never seen an end of a show. And so I've, you know, and then since, when I have seen it, I've liked it a lot more. So I overall, the episode is a very strong episode. I think it closes done everyone up. It closes everyone up. Wait, what'd you say? Nicely. So that could have done without don't stop. No. I don't like, I believe you. I don't like, okay, so here's the Hold deal, up. dude. This, has, this, this is a personal thing. You love personal genuine. If you, if you go to, if you go to bars, man, at the closing hour, like when the lights come on, they always play Don't Stop Believing. It's the most annoying thing ever. So it's like more of a personal thing. <laughs> I just don't like it that much. And don't like the song that much. And what's your number two? And then Glee covered it. And like, oh, uh, then it got bigger again. Like, ugh. <laughs> number two. Number two. All right. Uh, Ryan and G, what do you got for five? Um, My number five is Pine Barrens. Number four. That's my number five, too. <laughs> uh, number four, White Caps. Number three, Employee of the Month. And number two, Funhouse. Your number one is that. My God. I right, We'll talk. We're gonna talk about it. <laughs> Don't right. worry. All right, G, <laughs> what do you got from four to two? All right. So five was Pimerans. Four is Made in America. Uh, at number three, sorry, I have uh, uh sorry, my list fell. Uh, Night in White Satin Armor. Uh, it's the one with uh, Richie. Okay. It's, I'm just yeah. so you keep using the. <laughs> 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 uh, and uh. Number two, I have long-term parking. Nice, same with me. 
All right, so I'll run through my number one real quick. It's college. Um, kind of going off what G said before. It's the first episode you kind of see. Well, it's fun to see them split. Like, the fact that Middle's doing her thing and Tony's doing his thing. But at the same time, Tony's trying to be a good dad. While being like, keep Tony, up with her thing. Keep up with her <laughs> thing while keep up with the life of being the Don and be finding out if this guy's actually the rat that he thinks it is. I just love the duality of that episode. Yeah, it's like it's the perfect, like, kind of economy on the show like that where it's like yeah well, you, these guys even though they're like they're like basically gangsters and all this stuff like they have that part of their lives but they're also family men and they're trying to like be good family men <laughs> and, and he's trying to in that episode but there's also this other shit going on like it's like uh it's just a, i think that that episode kind of personifies why that show works because it shows it both sides the tone of, of both sides yeah 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 and it's fun, and it's low key. No one talks about it, but I do like the the co storyline of Carmela and the priest. Oh yeah, yeah. So I like yeah. that. I like that they they show her temptation while Tony's being a family man too. Man, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's off doing good things, and she's. <laughs> oh yeah, other Carmela's three temptations: uh, Furio, Furio, the priest, Furio, and Furio is my favorite. <laughs> Furio just. Uh, so I, I, I realized that the actor and, and so Edie Falco. He's the only Rizzoli in He's the only Rizzoli in Isles. No. He, <laughs> he was a main character on Nurse Jackie. He was the pharmacist that she actually has an affair with. So it's it's funny because when I was rewatching it, I I, didn't, I forgot he was on the show, and I'm like, oh look, it's this dude. And I was like, they work together in that Nurse Jackie. So that's a fun little connection. All right, guys, what's your Jen? What's your number one? College. You too. Yeah, me too. I'm surprised. Me too. That's why you guys are getting married, you sissies. <laughs> That's true. Oh Couple no. Couple goals. Couple goals. We uh, both like the same episode of The Sopranos. <laughs> no, I agree. It's a, it's a really, it's a really good episode. It's really strong. I mean, I think like just. I think that's also why it's very hard to sort of come down and make a list and say, okay, 10 episodes or five episodes. Yeah, like, exactly. One of the strongest. Because I think the show overall had a lot of really strong episodes and the writing was there. It's consistently um, good. And and everything was consistent. Everything tied back to each other. Um, it And it was, it was. I mean, like Ryan says, it's, for him, it's kind of like a movie. But the fact that like everything sort of... and the range that you know these are the words and this is what's going on on in the page but i think so much of it is a testament to the actors that are able to especially james gandolfini who's able to give tony these like layers and all of this depth you know he's not just out there you know to to kill and and or to you know be the boss like he knows how to yeah. play the game he's, he's very confident He's, you know, also like, I don't understand why I'm having these panic attacks and I can't show this because this shows weakness or, you know, just well, remember, all of that remember duality. in season six, the episode after he comes back from being shot that he has to beat up that big brolic dude just to show right. I'm still in power. Like, nice. don't, yeah, don't take me as a pushover because yeah. I'm not so. High so, five on college. I didn't think that would be but your college was good because, you know, it, it really you do see it. Um, and I think I read somewhere that David Chase was like, we're, he wasn't sure if he was going to show him kill someone like right on screen. But then he thought, no, like for the show to work as a whole, it need this needs to happen, and we need to see Tony really get his hands dirty. And Tony yeah, doesn't yeah, you really have to get show him being like, you right. have to show him being like a legitimate threat. And Tony like, doesn't he, get like, his hands dirty too often. Too much, no. yeah. So that's he always, you know, he fucks people up, he fights, but he never. I I don't. 
Like he kills him in the first season, and the second season, I don't think he kill. I think he kills Pussy, and I think that's yeah. it in the second season. I don't think. Oh, and he kills the guy that killed Chrissy. I mean, that tried to kill Chrissy. Uh, the, from Bronx Tale. Yeah. Oh, Calogero. Yeah. Yeah, Calogero. Whatever. Calogero. <laughs> Who is in Yeah, jail. if you're in Goodfellas or Bronx Tale, yeah. you got hired on the I mean, Uncle June is in Godfather Part Two, so. <laughs> I swear, they're just like. If you're in any of that stuff, you were on. <laughs> so, so Ryan, go ahead with your number one. My number one is Mayhem episode two, season six. Because <laughs> I, New I, really is it's the one when I was going to go rewatch it, even before you know you told me that we were doing this. I started doing this like back, like I think around Thanksgiving. This was an episode I couldn't wait to get to because I couldn't remember exactly. It was just one episode, two episodes. Duh, 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 duh. But the very end, right before he wakes up, and I think have having binged it and having to jump to this episode to make sure it was still my number one, um, was also because seeing the mom. No, you don't see the mom, but we all know that's the mom waiting for him at the door. Oh yeah, and to yeah, me, yeah. That I did was, like that. I did like that. Yeah. That was heart wrenching, and to have his cousin be the one waiting for him outside. Um, I, I know he was supposed to be playing the angel. I can't remember the angel's name, but to have Steve Buscemi sitting outside for that, and just all the fun stuff with the nuances on the side, and seeing how the family reacted when he wasn't around to see, and you know, see how all that played out. And as soon as he woke up, that's when the money happened, and to see how much all oh, everyone acts like they respect him, but the minute that he can't do much about it, like, oh yeah, no, you'll get your money when you get it. Oh yeah, no, you know, everyone's. It's funny because you know, when he woke up is when they like started. They uh, Vito and uh, Polly brought him the money too. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like the minute, because that's what she, like. After he wakes up, Carmela visits, like, I don't know how you do it, and shows the giant envelope. <laughs> I'm like, why can't someone bring me an envelope yeah, like sir. that? <laughs> Just once. I'll need it regularly. <laughs> and to finish up, G, I'm guessing Whitecaps? Whitecaps, yeah. I feel like I've talked about it a lot already. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I, like, I think you know, like, now, like, I like character-driven stuff, and, like, you know, and and like when the, when the show is this good, when it kind of builds up to a moment like this, like it it really really works. And I think they took their time kind of building up to like this pivotal scene between these two people. Um, it it kind of makes me wonder, like like behind the scenes stuff. Like, I want to know like how many takes and like I didn't even know the thing about him punching the wall. Like when, until you just said that or a, a while ago. Like I I kind of want to know like how much like went into them like like how like did they nail it the first time out or like what kind of went into doing it but it, this is just like i like i said i feel like there was two people that really knew these characters and they like, make you forget that you're watching actors like these are just characters that you've kind of grown to like appreciate and like and now they're in this like big pivotal like blowout fight that you kind of knew was coming you just didn't really know when and then when it happens like you know it it really hits pretty hard uh I, I, I honestly think it's, like, one of the best episodes of television in general. And, and, and actually, it's just one of the best, like, acted episodes of television in general, too. I think, like, it just proves how good Jan Scandalfini was and how great Edie Falco is. Um, I was, like, re-watching that scene. Like, actually, I re-watching that whole episode again recently. Uh, like I said earlier about James Scandalfini, it was just, like, it really, like, it feels weird that he's not 
alive anymore. Like, it, like there's something very like alive about how like he about him in that role. Like, you know, it just I don't know. It just doesn't yeah. really feel like he's gone. Basically, yeah. I mean, I watched the show when I watched it the last time. I well, I watched forget and forgot he had passed away. So yeah, you forget that. But uh, thanks, guys. This was. We went long, um, but I think it was... Well, real, real. Go ahead. I just want to touch real quick on one thing that I think also made the show, like, we didn't really get to touch on that much. We touched on a little bit was how much it did for Jersey. Like, things... Man, Jersey's how... fucking suck. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, you know, it did more for Jersey that. than that damn Jersey Shore show did. I was, no, fuck you know. I mean, but not that, but... I mean... <laughs> That's the Jersey Shore. Maybe we want to go visit. <laughs> the newspaper he read was legit. The Asbury Park Press. Well, so the fact right, that let, let me chime in real quick. Gee, New Jersey is nothing like Jersey Shore. No yeah, way. it's more Sopranos than it is yeah, Jersey Shore. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> I mean, I'll be in for a rude awakening. Yeah, <laughs> there is no like. Even if you go to the Jersey Shore, the Jersey Shore is not like that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. And I, I mean, can... Ryan lives close to the Jersey Shore, so he would he would know. Yeah, I mean, my uh, wife is from the Jersey Shore, and she's nothing like any of those people. <laughs> but yeah, no, I just want to give a quick shout. Just the attention to detail it paid. And I wanted to ask you guys a quick question, because season five was supposed to be the series finale. Are you guys, ha- I mean, obviously happy we got season six, but could you guys seen it being better or worse without season six? No, I think it, it was fine. It ended perfectly, I think. Why were they going to end it in season five? Are you sure? I actually never heard that before. Yeah, I was I was reading into it uh, just recently. I remember even hearing about it back then. Um, it was supposed to end, but they talked them into making another season. Interesting. Like, give them more money. <laughs> <laughs> more money. <laughs> okay, I'll do it. So before we, before we, <laughs> before we finish off, can you give me your favorite season or off the top of the dome? I would. My favorite season is season two. I go between two and one. I want to say I'm going to go with one. Just one that started it all. You know, if it wasn't for the first one, you wouldn't get but everything. But to be fair, they all have, all the seasons are strong. I, yeah, I think it's one giant movie. Even like so, I like. I mean, I hate to bring up Buffy. I like. I love Buffy, right? But I all I'm aware that there's like a, there's a certain season that's not as good as the rest of them. <laughs> uh, I, I can't really say that about The Sopranos, really. And, yeah, I think they were all really strong. And Jen. By the way, it's Buffy season four that I talked about. <laughs> <laughs> that's not for Buffy. Is that when they change over? No. That's when they go to college. No, that's, she's in college. Oh, yeah, co- college. college sucks. The college, the college transition was rough. Even though you, yeah. we get, we got Hush, which is a great episode in season four. Yeah. Uh, the college transition was uh, was rough, and I'm glad they dropped it. That's like by the time we got to season five. <laughs> All right, Jen. Um, season, season. If you don't have one, it's fine. Yeah, I don't know that I have a favorite one. All right, so. Pretty Sorry. much season two, season one of our favorites. Uh, yeah. Honorable but can you think? Can you think of another show that has like consistently is like good throughout its run? But, I mean, I can Breaking name. I was gonna say Breaking Bad. Breaking oh, Bad. I have, well, I've never watched it. Well, damn it. Yeah, <laughs> Breaking Bad is the Breaking Bad is the only show I really. Well, Break, son of a bitch. Breaking Bad, I think, is the only show that that I can remember in probably the history of television that has. Is Game of Thrones like that too? Uh, see, see Game of Thrones is consistently good, uh, but I would say they're best seasons or earlier seasons uh breaking bad i think it's the only show that i remember that each season is progressively better than the other like two is better than one three is better than two four is better than three and then five is the best season 
I need to get on this. Oh, show. No, shout you, out to the uncle. You that loves writing on shows. I know. I, don't I know. Understand and, how you? Have and I'm sure it's like really. Back. I'm sure it's like character driven too. <laughs> I mean, because it's, he's too busy at Tower Twelve. Oh no, I, I work too. <laughs> and you also watch. And you also watch Trash Revenge on reruns and shit. Uh, revenge is not trash. And you know what sucks is that we're not gonna have like an anniversary episode for Revenge. I'll just do my own. <laughs> well, you, well, you got one when we're away on our honeymoon. You could have a, a revenge episode while we're gone. You and Ryan. I'm I'll just good. get Lori. I'll just call my friends. Like, Lori, you want to be on the podcast? You know, it's funny. This made me, this talking made me. Since I already rewatched this, made me want. And I think I'm going to rewatch Breaking Bad. Uh-oh. You don't have to watch it. Your loss. Uh, but yeah, no, like in terms of character, Tony Soprano is my favorite, but no one's developed better in the history of television better than Walter, Walter White. White. Because you see him from where he is in the beginning and where he ends up, it's fucking brilliant. But yeah, yeah. for anyone that hasn't watched The Sopranos or Breaking Bad, get the fuck to it. So uh, that <laughs> pretty pretty much sums up this week's uh, episode. Aggressive. Uh, yeah, very aggressive. Uh, there's, <laughs> there's nothing coming out this week. Uh, oh, I'm, you do all the. Oh, wait, David, besides the greatness in the. Acting yes, there is. And and oh, I forgot that shit comes out this week. Uh, it comes out MLK weekend. Represent. <laughs> Besides the greatness in writing and character development and everything, you know there's another connection between uh, Breaking Bad and Sopranos. An actor. Who? Uh, the unc- in Breaking Bad, he was the uncle with the bell. Yeah, who is that in The Sopranos? He uh, perform- He was another uncle. He performed the hit. <laughs> he was the one with... He played he, with the lung cancer, and he uh, crashed Bert, the car. That's Burt Young, you fool. Burt, thank you. <laughs> I can't remember his name. My fucking lord. I suck with names, obviously. <laughs> Have we not learned that earlier in this episode? I can't remember. Burt Young is from Rocky. <laughs> that's fucking Paulie from Rocky. <laughs> oh, Jen's great. laughing. Burt she... Young, you fool. He's not Mexican. I, I know. I know. I never say he was Mexican. Yeah, but you said the uncle with the bell in Breaking Bad is Mexican. Mexican. And then you're going to say Burt Young. (laughs) No, I just say he was the one ringing the bell, and then I would say he was the other. (laughs) You call him a fool. It was like, so the timing on that was great. Burt Young, you fool. (laughs) I'm going to rename you with a fry. Ryan Fry. That's R Fry is your new name. All right, guys. Oh, see, now I'm IMDb in this. Oh, my God. Can we just take that sound <laughs> and just use it, you fool? <laughs> All right, right. Thanks for thanks for being on this week. G, Anytime. enjoy your, enjoy your uh, what do we call this? Sunday fun day? Sunday fun day. I got to go watch football. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Bye see you guys. next week. <laughs>